2: Hey everybody, welcome to another Tuesday Night Jewel Roundtable episode, Northern Edition, because it's been a Smackdown pay-per-view. I'm your host, Jim Smallman. Uh, you're listening to us on the Distraction Pieces Network. Don't forget to support the other podcasts on the network, including Distraction Pieces, Say Why to Drugs, and the Stop and Search podcast. Listen to all of them. Um, I'm going to get some plugs out of the way, and then I'll introduce me guests. Uh, plug number one. Uh, Progresswrestling.com, that's my wrestling company. I'd love to say you could buy some tickets. You can't for pretty much anything that we're doing. The next four shows are all sold out, uh, which is great. Thank you if you bought a ticket. Thanks for supporting us. Um, So, Progresswrestling.com, new website that I no longer maintain. I looked after our website for the first four and a half years uh, of our company, and now John Briley who doesn't have enough to do in running our company, runs our website. So progresswrestling.com if you want to buy merch. uh, Tickets, when they go on sale. We've got no tickets on sale at the minute, apart from our show that we're presenting for WXW on the 28th of January in London. Um, So progresswrestling.com for that. Demand-progress.com for all of our shows, plus some WXW shows and some Smash Wrestling shows as well, because we're nice like that. Um, So do go and watch that. If only to watch the best under 10 minutes long match I've ever watched which is Will Ospreay against Matt Riddle, which I absolutely adore. Uh, so demand-progress.com for that. And also you can watch the uh, This Is Progress documentary that's been made by Elixir Media. You can watch the documentary short. It's about 20 minutes long. That's up for free on demand-progress.com. Uh, again, if you look, follow me on Twitter, at Jim Smormann, you'll see there's a link to it. I tweeted about it a couple of days ago. And obviously, if you want to get in touch, at Jim Smormann on Twitter, hashtag Jaw with your questions, your points, and in a minute, inevitably, your puns. Um, right, guests. Guest number one is has had a haircut.
3: <laughs> is... Oh, this is very <laughs> secondary school. Is, are we going to get a round around of someone's had a haircut going? Well, here's the thing? You've had a haircut, yes. And you've had you've had a lot
2: of you've had a lot of hair cut off. Yes. This is our second guest is, uh, is Chris Brooker, by the way. If you haven't guessed that by that this point. I mean, you've probably guessed it by reading the blurb on the podcast, but still.
3: That and um, the fact, and and when it comes to Tuesday Night Jaw, I am to this podcast what rats are to greater London. You're never more than two episodes away that from is me quite in true. any given direction. That is quite
2: true. Um, So um, Chris has had a haircut, and it's quite an extreme haircut, in that you've had most of your hair cut off. Now, what normally happens in this situation is... Is, so when I, when I go from having hair, which I have done in the past, to shaving my head, um, an amazing phenomenon happens called my chin airbags go off, and I instantly gain 20 stone in my face. Mm-hmm. This hasn't
3: happened to you. Well, do you know what I did to circumvent that? What? Is I very cunningly planned ahead and spent the last year putting 20 stone on, so that when <laughs> when the hair came off, you know, it, it's it's like laying the table, you know, framing or something. If I was an artist, I'd know the proper words, but... Frankly, just eat. That's who helped me through this. (laughs) Um,
2: Our second guest, uh, again, has been on many, many shows before. He was described earlier on um, when I mentioned to my wife that he is gluten intolerant. He was described by my wife as the sort of lad who looks like he's allergic to quite a lot of food. (laughs) And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, is resident expert on everything, especially everything Japanese wrestling, Um, and is me mate, is Matt Richards.
0: Hiya, mate. When you're right, you're right. Like, it is. It's like, it's, you know what I mean? It's like... He's got his hood up at the minute, and I
2: suspect it's because he's cold in a perfectly, completely temperate do you know, room. Do you
0: know what this is, though? This the, the only reason you do this to me is because Regal does this to you.
3: Oh, yeah, I've got uh, to
2: pick
0: on someone. You know what I mean? Are you
3: three doing the Two Ronnies sketch with John Cleese, essentially... I'll look down on him. <laughs> yes. yes. <That> exactly <laughs> what, what this is. is. Yeah.
2: I woke up this morning to another tweet from, uh, from Mr. <laughs> Eagle where he'd got... So, at the minute, there's two things he's winding me up about. One is the continual my continual alleged love of Phil Collins. Yes. Two is the fact that he seems to feel I've lost a lot of weight. I haven't. I've put weight on since my son was born. But he seems to feel that I've lost a lot of weight and that I'm not going to make it to Christmas. <laughs> um so he sent me a picture this morning I wake up and I think he's in Australia which means the time difference is even weirder I wake up this morning to a picture of, of Regal with a big smile on his face holding a copy of Phil Collins's <laughs> autobiography which is called Not Dead Yet
3: <laughs> so he managed to get two jokes that's, in one that's place. a trick shot what a man it, it is interesting that he is spending more time if, if, if WWE run out of talent in the next three years they just go look NXT will now just be a, a clip show from the last glory days. It's because he spent more time ribbing the shit out of you than scouting talent. It took three hours out of <laughs> his day when he was at
2: Bola to go and find Phil Collins's star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame and take a picture of him holding a picture of me next to it. And it was, it was hilarious at the time. It was only a couple of days later I messaged him and went,
3: how long did it take you to find that? It was three hours. <laughs> his, <laughs> totally worth it for John. His wife is beyond <clears throat> saintly. You yes. know, mm. I, I get the feel that, you know, she, she stood by him through an awful lot through his dark times with his addictions, his demons. Mm. And I think at this point, she's even more patient than that, isn't <laughs> it? Just... Also, I must uh, shout out to it, Mrs. Regal, in that she knitted a lovely outfit for my son,
4: oh. um, which
3: wasn't particularly lovely of her. So, um... so, so the little fan that lives inside you. Oh, yeah. Loses its, its shit over stuff like that, just oh. goes, this makes no sense. There's, there's tons of stuff, even like on a daily basis that
2: happens to me now as a, as a wrestling promoter and someone who runs this podcast, there's tons of stuff that just makes me go, ah, <laughs> this is nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is no exception. It's, it's great. Do you know what the
0: equivalent to that is though is when baby Claudio like grows up, he's going to be, that's like, that's like Mark Rocco knitting something yeah. <laughs> that generation he's either going to be like oh, that's really sad like
2: oh, what's oh, he man. ever
0: done or he's going to be like really cool
2: here's the thing I, I went to see Mark Rocco when I was about eight years old mm-hmm. and he was one of my favourite wrestlers did he crochet you a hat? he did not um, <laughs> one of the main reasons I loved him was because he looked like Bob Carroll G's oh, who had spit the dog on on <laughs> Variety <laughs> programs. <laughs> I'll
3: tell you what, though. Oh my God! I have never known <laughs> <noticed> that. <laughs> <laughs> you never
0: know. <noticed. laughs> no, I never. Put- Two and two together.
2: You just, you made my, you made 2016. Good night, everybody. Yeah. Um, Let's just go home. Um, um, we have a third guest. We always like to have a, a wrestler on the show. I know Matt is a former wrestler. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Well, well, no, no. because, because, you know, no.
3: he can't eat anything. Yeah. He can't bulk, he can't put on weight, hold weight. He loves Japanese wrestling, but if he went there to watch it, he'd starve to death. Yeah, correct. <laughs> right. Do you want some noodles? No, it's gluten No noodles. No noodles. <laughs> no noodles. <laughs> what? Um,
2: so uh, our third guest today uh, is, is a wrestler, because that's nice to have wrestlers on. Um, he is not the uh, former winner of the X Factor, who is also a Leicester City supporter like me. Um, <laughs> has that been annoying?
4: No. When I
2: tried to find you on Twitter earlier on, I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh no, it's definitely, it's definitely this Sam Bailey, the wrestler, yeah. not the Sam Bailey who used to work in the prison. I you telling a story about your Twitter?
5: I mean of course yeah Um, Yeah. so the day she went on X Factor and auditioned and everyone was like this is a girl with the same name as you and I just went oh is there brilliant Uh, changed my Twitter handle to just just to get my Sam Bailey one changed my picture just the X Factor logo went no harm in that
4: (laughs) (laughs) I I can uh, see where this uh, (laughs) this is
5: going and I just started retweeting Nicole Scherzinger and like people who were just like Sam Bailey was fantastic so I just just retweeting um, <laughs> Twitter uh, people, uh, Luke Marsden of Luke Marsden That's fame, funny. also like tweeted me jokingly being like you were amazing tonight in the X Factor boom, follow, follow, follow follow. Sam Bailey you're the best thing but it was at the time it was just like Sam Bailey 5 eight. it was a random Twitter handle I yeah. had you were amazing tonight, you're going to win it hashtag X Factor um, so I, aimed, I got 400 new followers in 3 hours nice. my phone just exploded uh, Jack Gallagher who was in Japan at the time, messaged me privately and just went Were you, well, you want X Factor
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> to which uh, slowly but surely the, the followers dried up and just people went I don't think this is the <laughs> real Sam Bailey uh, but Radio Leicestershire <laughs> uh, sent me a Private message on Twitter asking me if I could come in for an interview. John you know the should?
2: best bit is that'll be someone I used to work with. <laughs> um, and I would have loved it. I mean, especially as I parted on not entirely amicable ways with that company. I would love it if you'd have gone in for the interview and they'd have gone, something not. There's a few things here that are slightly different. Um, but no, oh, good God. Um, so today we're going to talk about TLC. Um, however, um, as the northern ones tend to always go, mm. it will go off on many tangents, most of which are as bullying, Matt. But we'll try Yay. and be good. Shut um, the fuck up, Matt. <laughs> banter. <laughs> 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 well, if you ever use banter as a defence, especially on Twitter, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a
3: prick. <laughs> Sorry. Like, uh, no, 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 no. no, no I'll, I'll you're not on myself. Twitter. No, no,
0: I'll correct myself. Hashtag banter. Oh, oh. you're God, Hashtag
3: top watch. Uh, right, Matt. Mate,
2: every- you, that, that, well, you can't see, listeners. he's giving us, he's flipping us off with the fingers, but he does look exhausted now. So he's not some out of carbs today. So um, I will
3: dip my hand in flour and <laughs> slap
2: the shit out of you. Before we started recording, Chris did genuinely chase Matt with a loaf of bread. <laughs> that happened. That really did happen, and yes. I, I ate a pizza in front of him because <laughs> I don't give a shit. Um, so um, we got a few questions uh, to start things off before we actually get to TLC. Um, one of these is a uh, spoiler alert if you've not watched it yet. A lot of this is going to spoil the show for you. Um, I mean come on. I, mean, I, I this is the, I, I understand when people if we spoil so I may have mentioned a bowler result in the past which people get annoyed and I didn't put spoiler before it and that's that's acceptable. Mm-hmm. Right? Sometimes when I mention progress shows in the week before they're up online like I did last week I will preface it with massive spoilers this is a problem, all right? No, I don't need to do that with progress. Now this show's been up for a few days. Um, if you're listening to a podcast that is
3: essentially talking about a WWE pay-per-view that happened two days ago... It does say TLC yeah. below us here, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. So if someone looks at their device, yeah. underneath the picture of you with a chair, it says the TLC, TLC round
2: table. It'll say episode 12, the TLC Roundtable. And if you've not watched TLC yet, first of all, watch it. It's pretty good. Secondly... Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be some spoilers in this, <laughs> and if you've got a problem with that, maybe stop this and come back in um, in two and a half hours. It's not really a three-hour pay-per-view. It's two and a half hours, and listen to it again. But the spoiler is that we're
0: actually going to review TLC 2013.
2: Yeah, yeah, or, or just the band, the band. <laughs> Who, my sister, oh, um, my sister, for a long time in her teens, my sister looked like a white version of one of the girls in TLC. Oh, was, so point- was it? Was it Chili? I don't know. It's not. It's not Lisa Left Eye Lopez, is it? The no. one that Usher dated. I don't know. I don't Chilly know.
3: Chile was the one who did the lead singing on No Scrubs. She's, she's the, was the, one the one who had the long, blonde, long hair.
2: No, she's the one who had the kind of blonde hair at that. Oh, point. the one oh, everyone oh, yeah.
3: forgets. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah uh, Sam Bailey, the
2: Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> so, to, to, for a long, <laughs> for a long time, I, I would like I'd ring my sister up and just quote TLC lines out. And, and bearing in mind, there were literally only two quotable TLC songs. <laughs> In uh, No Scrubs and
3: Waterfalls. Well, but then let's not forget, we can always branch out into the um, collaboration with Mel C by Lisa Left Eye yeah. Lopez would never be the same again. No, if
0: we're talking about collaborations, Left Eye Lopez, Don L. Jones, What's Up, that's one of the best collabs.
3: What the fuck has anyone. happened?
0: Like, this, is my, <laughs> this is my thing If you think I know A lot about Japanese wrestling Obscure R&B music Do you know what I I, I, mean,
2: I, boys, I would have loved That's my jam I would have loved To have kept up My teaching qualifications And become a geography teacher Just so I could teach people What an Oxbow lake is Using the lyrics to Waterfall <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what at least instead of the meanders and oxbow lakes that you're used to.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, you know what the best thing about an oxbow lake is? It's the only thing <laughs> One of things you remember <laughs> from geography in the same way, like, je m'appelle Chris Brooker is the only thing I remember from French, or j'aime le football. I don't particularly like football, but mm. it was an easy way to get through a French oral test because I remembered it.
5: Mm. Uh, what were your favourite band in French? I just put Zonk because I was like, yeah, five.
3: Uh, that works. Did, and did I just anyone went, ever meet anyone, anyone called that. Pascal? I
0: um, don't think they exist uh, is a beat footballer Pascal Chimbonda uh, story about Pascal Chimbonda European <laughs> how have we got about
5: this this
3: is this going any minute now we're going to talk about <laughs> wrestling any minute um, just so you know we will be spoiling um, the end story for TLC the band how they turned out we'll probably spoil the was it French premiership for the yeah, last four years yeah. And, and just our friendships. Yeah, yeah, that would <laughs> be It's a
0: very short story of the...
2: Listen, no, I listen, listen I with all due respect, we spent 10 minutes on a round table in London talking about Stephane Honsho. Yes. So, this is acceptable. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, there was a hairdresser from where I used to work across Preston. the Preston. And in that weird retail thing, if you know when you give people nicknames that you've never met and never know, yeah. there was a girl who had a, a, a prominent chin and we, we, we nicknamed
2: her So sh- she was the anti-Gayle Platt Yes She yes. was the anti-Ellsworth Yes
0: So we nicknamed her Pascal Chimbonda But there was also There was also a girl that They're called Knock Knees. So there was sort of like This circus of Oddly shaped people uh, Yeah that was it So every time someone says Pascal Chimbonda I just think of A prominently jawed Hairdresser from Preston.
2: Well done for almost bringing it back to wrestling, by the way, by <laughs> mentioning Ellsworth. <laughs> yeah, get in there. It's it's so sometimes, weird. sometimes the hosting <laughs> skills come in, Andy. Not all the time. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I realise the kettle's really loud. It's fine. People don't mind a kettle.
0: It's a Northern podcast, of course. There's a kettle in the back.
2: Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I'm switching the recording volume down slightly as well. um So, uh, Joe Atherton, who's a lovely chap, and a progress fan, and a wrestling fan in general. Um I went to do an interview with Joe in Rotherham the other week. Um and I which uh, there's links to it it was the work in a wrestle um podcast, so I did a little chat with him. Uh and he was a good interviewer because he asked me he asked me like the occasional difficult question rather than just I get asked the same things for every podcast I do normally, which is how did you start progress? Where do you see progress in five years? What's your favourite moment in progress history? Whereas he came out of left field and went uh, is everyone blacklisted for working in progress? And I went, oh, yeah. didn't tell him who. Um, but there is. Because you're saving that for your own podcast. Because yeah, that's yeah. where the
3: money is. Yeah, it is. It's um, on Joe. He's, oh, man. He's done.
2: <laughs> Pascal Chimbonda. Yeah, he's done. Because she had a massive chin. Yeah. Um, Gail Platt. But Joe's, Joe tweeted something. Um, that in the main event at TLC, um, I was sat there watching it with my wife yesterday afternoon. And all of a sudden, it was like, I think I can see AJ Styles' anus. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, but I'd noticed the first person to really get on board with this is Joe Atherton had tweeted me the phrase AJ Piles. Oh, oh. oh. Bravo, sir.
0: Bravo, yes. So, should, should
2: we just shut this down then? But what I want is, uh, we could just go with arse related puns. Okay. They are better. But wrestlers, body parts slash ailments. Wrestlers, God. body parts slash ailments. If we think we're not going to come up with them right now, you can tweet me at Jim oh. Swarman hashtag Tuesday TuesdayNightJaw with yours, wrestlers, body parts <clears throat> Slash Uh, uh, ailments. Elbow Dallas. There we go. Oh, God. You've created a monster. What are you doing to this? It's good. good It's good. It is good. We will. We will. um, uh, It's called (laughs) chimpan. Kenta Kabashni. Oh! Oh. Oh. Bravo,
0: sir. Bravo. Yes. I mean, the
2: sicker the disease, the better.
0: I'm going Uh. back to the point of the rip uh, in, in AJ's gear. I don't know if you've seen it, some of the people have been retweeting it on Twitter, but someone's already made a 2K seventeen creation with a ribbon.
2: <laughs> um, Amazing. How <laughs>
0: that is just well done. Whoever uh, did that, bravo, sir. I mean I'm in I'm
2: in WE two K seventeen with my tattoos. Uh, TB gun. Nice. Nice.
3: nice. Ooh, Thank you. That's good yeah. that. Isn't it? That's clever that. I
2: right? you know your T B injection yeah, when you're at school. Oh yeah, the BCG. Yeah. Right, and then you you're told not to hit anyone in it. <laughs> I'm one of the reasons. So I was at school. Um, 13 years old, so this would be 1991. Mm-hmm. I was wearing a Navika ski jacket because nice. it was the winter and I was fucking rad, right? Mm-hmm. So, wearing a ski jacket, and we're playing wrestling before the first bell goes. Mm-hmm. And my friend Lee Wilson, uh, he jumps off a table and gives me a double axe angle in the arm. And I remember thinking, that didn't hurt at all. But he definitely hit me. And then I took my coat off, and my entire arm was covered in blood. And at that point, I felt very faint because no one likes seeing the sight of their own blood. Um, except Jimmy Averick, he loves it, and then I um, I got sent home for the day, which was pretty sweet. Um, and we had a whole school assembly on. You're not allowed to punch people in their uh, in their TB, which you know. I think I'm the only person in this country
3: who's ever actually been punched in their TB. No, you're not. No, no it's it, it's because if you say, do you see those tiny little bull's eyes all of you have got on your arm? <laughs> Don't hit them. Yeah. That was a oh, I'm sorry. Dead arms. It's like a bonus shot. Oh, one, two, three, kidney. Oh, nice. Oh. See, I just thought we cut ankle. I was
0: saving that one. Um, the cock.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Uh,
0: <laughs> I mean, it's
2: simple. Uh, it's not scientific, but... Uh, Diamond Dallas AIDS. So, um, yeah, so at any time, any puns pop up. And if you've got any, ailments, body parts. Uh, this is Joe Atherton's fault. Uh, at Jim Smallman, hashtag
3: Tuesday Night Look, um Please, please bring content, bring something substantial, because my brain is just buffering at the moment. So, two um, general questions before we get to TLC.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, one from Wilson. Wilson, uh, what are our views on intergender matches? Um, because on one hand, the the one viewpoint is everyone should be able to wrestle everybody. On the mm-hmm. other hand, is certainly when we've done them in progress. Sometimes people don't particularly care for them because mm-hmm. obviously, if you have an intergender match, there's every chance for a bloke to be punching a woman in the face. Some companies, uh, and I'm a huge PWG fan, as you're probably all aware, um, but I know when they've done intergender matches, especially with Candice LeRae, they've gone a little bit down the realm of ah, I'm not comfortable watching this. Mm-hmm. I think when we've done them in progress, we had one in Manchester with which was uh, Mark Haskins, Laura DiMatteo Matteo against Ginny and Marty Skill, and that was done fine. I think, mm. um, but
3: what are you guys' opinions on them in general? I'm, I i right. Speaking as someone who books a wrestling show mm. myself, and I've had um, I've had wrestlers um, pitch because one of the best things about this is having this pool of talent with ideas who will come to you. Uh, one one of our veterans who said an angle whereby he's going to do the, the Andy Kaufman thing, where he wrestles a different one each week because he's a big dude, and he will out-overpower them, still cheat to win, yeah. and then eventually someone like Lana Austin will come along and batter him, just beat him. Um, the problem I've got is, at the moment, women's wrestling is at the point where it's starting to be taken seriously. And if you're trying to create the illusion of bona fide sport, which is what I like to do, even though it's flamboyant and it's, uh-huh. it's big larger in the life, I think, at heart, especially if you're trying to reach beyond pro wrestling fans who will forgive anything, who will forgive... Absolutely anything if there's a big move or if it it entertains wrestling fans. So I think that the fact that we've got clear divisions in WWE, there's a women's division where they're fighting each other over titles, over bona fide grudges, over this. And I would make it the same. Because if once you start putting a guy and a girl in the ring together, it's not really a match anymore. It's a novelty, to me at least. And that's even before you get to the fact of you know, if the woman's a, a bad, the 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 heel, you know, does the guy get to punch her? I mean, you can make, you can toss things <laughs> it, but I think if, in sport, in boxing, the best boxer in the world, the male boxer would, would, would presumably kill it. I mean, the, the female boxer. I'm not saying that the best boxer, female boxer in the world can kill me, mm. or anything like that, or isn't a great athlete. It's the same reason why Ronda Rousey hasn't been in there with, I, I'm not okay with who would, her equivalent would be, from from the top end of male MMA, but I, I'm, I'm assuming that she wouldn't tap them out in, in 45 seconds. Maybe she would. Mm. But there's a reason they're kept apart. Yep. Um, and it's... From from what I'm trying to do with the company, with Future Shock, is I'm trying to grow the fan base. Mm. And I'm trying to eliminate stuff where... You, people like... I know Shakara and Quack throws around this idea that you go and watch... Like, Iron Man 2... Iron Man 2, where Black Widow's taking out three or four agents at the same time or in, in Avengers, but that's pure fantasy, whereas what we're trying to do is at least grounded in theory and mm. reality. And again, wrestling fans don't care. Uh, I watched Ivalice versus um, uh, Mil, Mil- Mertes, Mertes, and it made me uncomfortable. Mm. Um, and I couldn't get into it, because it, it was just this huge guy beating up this tiny woman who came back on him. Um and wrestling fans, especially you know, if you're into that product, will get it. It's a story there. But if someone walks in, I think casual fans or people who you're trying to entice into wrestling will be either uncomfortable with it, or they, or, or risk being uncomfortable, or they'll just go, "I'm not buying that. That's not realistic."
2: Yeah. I <clears throat> see. One of the defenses I've always used whenever there's been <clears throat> male-on-female violence in progress is. It's often been our tra It's been people who've trained with us. Yeah. So I've watched them repeatedly wrestle each other at training. Mm-hmm. So that's to me, it's it's different. And when you explain that to people and go, you do know, as nearly every bit of male-on-female violence in progress's history, I don't know. I'm actually gonna say every bit of male-on-female violence in progress's history has been suggested by the female wrestler in that equation. Never been once suggested by us. But it's always been suggested by them. who have gone because they're used to training with dudes, and they want they they know the heat that can come from it. So, um, I mean, I, I work for both a company that has
0: intergender matches regularly and a company that, that doesn't. And um, and I think it is context There's a time and a place for it. Um, good example is like obviously you're saying about Mo Miletas and Eva. Whatever her name is, <laughs> uh, like in, in Lucifer Underground, the, I agree that was a weird thing. But then this week, they did the episode where Pentagon Dark wrestled the whole of the Black Lotus Rider, which was the Three Shimmer Girls, um, which you loved. I really enjoyed it, and
2: most wrestling journalists
0: yeah. absolutely hated it. Do you know why I enjoyed it? <clears> because <throat> I, I, I saw it as like um, a kung fu movie. It's completely beyond the realms of possibility. It's, you know what I mean, it's Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon level of... You know hidden ropes and whatever and I enjoyed it because it told a story and within the context of that show I didn't I at no point was I going I am watching a wrestling show I was Mm. like I am watching a form of entertainment that I understand is not realistic and not believable this is a man a Mexican man who makes sacrifices by breaking people's arms to a fictional character that possibly could be vampiro or some some god or whatever at that point I think we can leave the realism at the door what I find really interesting about this is the, is why are people continuously talking about it and asking, well, what's your opinion about intergender matches? We want to see intergender matches. So for me, it's like, why do you want to see it? Because if it's an amplified version of equality or feminism, then it's bollocks. Because I saw at a fight club weekend there, I saw an absolutely fantastic triple threat between Nixon Newell, Kaylee, Ray, and Kimberly from Shikara, and I, and again, like, I, I, it's it was slightly self indulgent and a little bit whatever. Um, but I said after the match, I was like, one of the things I hate when people cheer a uh, chant is women's wrestling. I was like, fuck that! That is a match between three professional wrestlers, and if you respect them and
2: enjoy that match, you shout, "This was wrestling!" And the crowd were wonderful and did it. That's what we started doing a progress for a long time. We didn't book women's wrestling because I didn't want it to get the wrong reaction. Yeah. <clears throat> so because our fans are particularly raucous, I don't want anyone. Enjoying women's wrestling on a creepy level, mm-hmm. yeah. And and I've called you've seen me do it in Manchester actually, call someone out on it because it's I, I I think it's wrong, yeah, right. And that's that's not you should be respecting people if they're I don't think anyone goes to watch UFC and watches um Ronda Rousey or Holly Holm or the incredibly terrifying Polish strawweight girl yeah. whose name I can never pronounce, Juana, short-take, short-take. yeah, but yeah. she's absolutely terrifying, yeah, she's yeah, um, cool. but like. These are girls who are... They, they are beautiful, but no one's going to watch these shows to go no. to be creepy about them. They're going to watch them because they're good fighters. Yeah. And that's what we want to try and get. And I think at Progress, we've got that. Yeah. And, that's, and that, to me, is great. The, the difference is, I think, sometimes if you go to a WWE show, that's still not quite how people react. And still, mm-hmm. some people are still rooted in the old ECW thing of, I would really like to watch a beautiful woman being thrown through a table. But I think, again, it's, yeah, it's like... With, 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 with
0: wrestling being pop culture... It it mirrors society. So if you if you were in the street and you saw a man walk up to a woman and punch her, you would react way differently if a woman went up to a man and punched her. And that's the problem. Like you you can't you can't condition uh, the general public into being like okay, this is fine. Because like Chris said, it's like if you walk into a wrestling show and there's a eight stone girl getting tossed around by a fifteen stone man. Any rational human being might go, Oh yeah, I'm probably out on no. this point.
3: The other thing that I've noticed as well is if you get too comfortable with intergender wrestling as as a promoter, as a booker, you I we I think as as well as Future Up, we've gone beyond the point now where for a long time there was we have a women's match in every show because we have a women's match on every show. To mm. so the point where what I've tried to do or what we've tried to do, shall I say, because it's not just me. We're all working together, the wrestlers, friends like Eva, Matt and Sam have been amazing and, and big help to me with, with getting my teeth into this, is to go, right, well, we've got April Day Divisional and us, let's give them a storyline they can get their teeth into, let's take bits of reality. Let's make this something that lives or dies on its own merit. And it's harder and harder to book women's wrestling because you don't necessarily have the depth of talent and the good ones are in demand as, as it should be. Um, so it's sometimes easier to go, well, I will put, this is a good woman's wrestler. I'll put her in with a guy. But then you create this weird little false economy where you'll end up with, with like one problem is women hitting moves that they can only hit on guys because only guys can base for them. Mm. And then they, uh, <coughs> if, if you, if, So if I'm... if Let's say I suddenly become competent as a wrestler and I've got a match with Lana Austin and she can hit this amazing... She's got an amazing tilt-a-wall stunner that blows a roof off the place. And I could... I'm not a particularly strong guy. I could press her over my head. I could beel her from one corner to the other. I could ragdoll her around like no one's business. And it would look like a train wreck. Mm. But then the moment you then put her in a competitive match against another woman and she can't hit those moves and she can't rely on taking that kind of punishment then it's almost like people look and go, oh, well, I wanted to see this tilt well Stunner. I wanted to see this. I wanted to see her get flung through the lights. Hmm. So better to take it seriously, in my opinion, and create a division that is competitive in its own right.
4: Yeah.
3: Um, Sam?
5: <laughs> I was about to say, just to kind of add on, It's I've been in many intergender matches. That was what I was been. going to ask. Yeah, cause yeah, cause yeah I've, been in, I've been in quite a few. I was on one of the most recent ones we did in um, Liverpool, and it was the dynamic of I was wrestling a girl, but the idea of me being in the the match with a girl is I didn't want to ever hit a move on her for that premise of, well, if I start throwing her around, beating her up, and A, if she starts kicking out of everything I do, it makes me look not as dominant as a male if we go in that male female Mm -hmm. dynamic, but B, it also looks like she's the world's strongest athlete and now all of a sudden she could beat up any female wrestler she wanted to wrestle. So we did it in comedy spots where every time I would run across the rope, she'd kick me in the crotch and and I'd run away and tag the other girl in. And the whole idea is it, it kind of it kind of made it comedic and I guess that becomes the problem for doing intergender wrestling. You can either go one way where you make it comedic and make it funny and then people stop believing in the characters as, as a legitimate like performance or you take it too serious and it is just a man beating up on a woman or a woman beating up a man and it kind of can go either way. But it, there's there's a time and a place for intergender wrestling, and it has to make has to be for a reason. I think mm-hmm, is the yeah. best way to describe it. If it's just a match between a guy and a girl, it's just a wrestling. I think
2: match. some promotions like Shikara did it very well back in the day when their tag champions were, were women, which was was pretty Isn't cool. Shikara champ high, still a woman. Okay.
0: Lovelace was their champ. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Some yeah. Point. yeah, and and that and that's pretty cool. But Shikara is again. Yeah. it's a bit like Lucha Underground it's a different world of wrestling it's thinking what... they've
0: they created their own universe so they can create their own rules within it it's, it's, it's the Batman um, conundrum of uh, the, the, the newer Batman films the Dark Knight everyone goes oh it's realistic it's gritty it's nitty it's all this it's like well no because he's still a man that dresses as a giant bat fighting a man that's a psychopath dressed as a clown so it's that thing of, yeah, you can have realms and ideas and moments of realism within that universe, but at the end of the day, it's still all bullshit because some man's just gone, well, this is what's real and this is what's real. And that's kind of what Chicago do brilliantly because that's their market and that's their
3: little niche. So. Something that gets on my nerves is I is that there's, there's almost a knee-jerk. like It's not white-knighting, but it's almost there's that knee-jerk of if you say, it's not really my thing or I don't like it, there's a you're sexist. Yes. You're chauvinistic. Yes. And I don't consider myself to be. I've there's a lot of no We all do for the record. Let me let we me don't. let me, <laughs> let, me re- let me rephrase that. That is not the reason uh, why I'm chauvinistic. <laughs> That's uh, not the it's it's the, the, the novels I pen under my other uh, identity. But it's um it's the fact that it, it's such a contentious issue. Because it's about gender, it's about roles, it's about identity, it's about equality. I think the equality thing is more, can can women, I think, allowing women to stand on their own, compete at the highest level against each other, draw money, have compelling matches, compelling feuds, is more important than doing a sideshow thing. Now, Shikara is a niche within a niche within a niche within a niche, because it's indie wrestling of a particular flavour, wrestling already is a niche product and, and that, and it's cool for them. But to anyone out there who says if if you've watched intergender wrestling and you've gone it's not for me, that doesn't make me a bigot or a no. sexist. It just means it makes me go. You know what? I don't I don't like eggs. I don't like fried eggs or poached eggs or boiled eggs. But that doesn't make me prejudiced against all of egg kind. I'll just stop eating them. I feel that you ever get a feeling that Chris has got a really dodgy email this week.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's the feeling I get every day. Speaking to him, so... Well, I do keep forwarding them to you, Matt I, mean, I think the
0: thing about it is like we could we could do a podcast on this topic itself. Yeah. And, and let's be honest,
2: this is the most intelligent start to this podcast ever. <laughs> oh, Stop! We're bringing Stopped. it down.
0: Don't worry, just you wait, mate. Uh,
2: Luke Herpes.
3: Oh! oh um, how long were you sat there going Herpes, 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 Herpes? Yeah. herpes, herpes. Um,
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna change completely with pre show questions, uh from uh from talking about that to talking about something absolutely completely and utterly really different. Um, which is um this was asked by Joshua Bryant, what's the best food to eat whilst watching wrestling? Bear in mind I'm just I eating a that. pizza. Um I'm just eating a pizza directly in front of a man who can't eat pizza purely to be a knob about it, um and because I was really hungry. Um, I also thought other people would be eating pizza. What ended up happening was me eating pizza <laughs> on my own. Um, <laughs> while three people watch. Yeah. While three people watch. So, um, what's the best food to eat uh, whilst watching wrestling? I mean, Bearing in mind, they're normally on in the middle of the bloody night for us. I mean,
0: in, at this point, with my reputation that you're building for me, I should say something <laughs> like carrots and hummus
2: or...
3: I was going to say falafel, but even that's got gluten in yeah. isn't yeah. it? Seriously. Oh. Seriously. You can get some banging quinoa and chalk <laughs> Any hour of the day the thing or night. Is that's not, that's not a even a joke. I know, I know. I know it's not. Um, someone, someone brings it to you on a hemp bicycle. It's mad.
0: I, I will. I will say that I didn't really eat anything during TLC. That's a surprise. Or um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> for the last week. I don't really agree with the idea of eating.
2: Them. <laughs> <laughs> I just it's not there for people. See, my um, my my wife doesn't enjoy eating. This is the truth. My wife eats. It was different when she was pregnant because she was hungry all the time. But she eats purely to stop herself falling over that is the only way she doesn't enjoy eating like i love i love eating it, I, like when i'm away for the weekend like most of my expenses when i'm away doing comedy for a weekend is i'll go and have at least one meal in the restaurant a day because i like eating in a restaurant and it's nice isn't it it's pleasant your wife doesn't like barbecue I she doesn't like it. she likes barbecues that. she doesn't like
5: barbecue flavor hates it i agree to be honest i'm on that i'm on that.
3: Get out. Um, I thought this was more contentious than women's wrestling. Yeah,
0: yeah, but I I didn't eat anything, but we did enjoy some lovely gin. Oh, Uh, man. So yours
2: is just booze.
0: Uh, Not all the time, actually. Not all the time. But most of the time. I've I've got better because you know the Undertaker uh, uh, Brock Lesnar match for WrestleMania? I can't remember that because I can't remember that night. And I've heard the stories. Um, there's someone in this room that's sniggering and trying to hold it in because she had to deal with the outcome of that. Um, so I don't tend to drink
2: <laughs> You can't see the hand signals, mate. Yeah, but answers. it's
0: universal. So yeah. I, don't, I don't tend to drink that much during wrestling anymore, but I did enjoy a few gins
2: with, with some good company.
3: It basically, Matt, it's, it's like with Nell and I as he watches wrestling. It's just him drinking lighter fuel.
2: No, I couldn't imagine.
3: Yeah. I,
2: um, I normally like a biscuit.
3: oh Oh. cookies good good.
2: cookies are my uh chocolate Ah. cookies Ah. jaffa cakes are my thing i mean if you're going to tweet me now saying they're not a biscuit get fucked um i genuinely really really annoys me they're in the biscuit aisle i know they're strictly speaking a cake but they're in the biscuit aisle
3: again come on again more contentious (laughs) um yeah uh I, i i'm more of a savory guy when it comes to snacking um I do quite enjoy the delivery of fried chicken yeah. spicy wings that kind of stuff nice maybe some chicken wings I uh, can't mention shrimp. that because everyone
5: thinks it's a stereotype but <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's
3: what I'm here for man thanks mate <laughs> this is the most politically correct <laughs> <story> <laughs> yeah apart
0: from
2: um, so um, <laughs> let's get to the actual show Wait, was a well. show <laughs> how far in are we 38 minutes we're doing um, better
3: than average okay. there will be spoilers for TLC <laughs> coming up yeah Um, so there was a (laughs) pre-show I didn't watch the the pre-show there was a pre-show which was
2: Apollo Crews the hype bros and American Alpha who beat uh, Kurt Hawkins the Ascension, and the Vauder villains in a match that um, do you think Kurt
3: Hawkins regrets coming back
2: no no no. because I think he's probably pleased with the money
3: fair enough Uh, uh, you know who was it someone who jokes about it did someone actually say is there anyone in the world happier that Shelton Benjamin hurt his arm? No, no, Kurt no, no, right. you, yeah, he yeah, That was you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I forgot that, was, that they trailed that he was coming yeah, back. Yeah. yeah. And he got injured. With,
2: like, is, yeah. he got injured
3: with, like, is he still signed
2: to them? Is he I he? not know. No, so I they, actually don't know. As
5: far okay. as I'm aware, I think he, that was it. They kind of yeah. pulled the plug on it because
2: he didn't make it. And then all of a sudden, Kurt Hawkins came back. Yeah. I think Shelton is delivering quinoa around. <laughs> that's as we speak. Um, I think what's interesting about this is... is I'll often get tweeted about people going, oh, when someone gets caught up from NXT, people will inevitably not be entirely happy with everybody who gets caught up from NXT mm-hmm. in terms of how they're used. And American Alpha is that at the minute. And the people are like, but why aren't American Alpha being used better? Well, they got the pin in this match and mm-hmm. there's, there's nothing to suggest they won't go after the SmackDown tag titles. Yeah. But only a couple you can only ever have a couple of teams yeah. at the top the champion and the number one contenders you can't have everyone at
3: the top You're not, and they're not getting beaten every week no they they're, they're doing well and it's it's kind of acknowledging that that you go from being the the sort of big finish of small pond to people lose scope of the difference between the audience that watches NXT and the audience that watches raw because we're all lunatics who will stay up to five in the morning watching anything yeah but the difference between that and, a, and, and an actual TV broadcast is immeasurable. And there's going to be that. You, what do you, I think you have to adjust. You have to expect, accept that you maybe have to start again. Yeah. And in the past, I think Emma was a great example of someone who was over like a motherfucker down in NXT. Huge, doing a dance gimmick. I, I, I loved her. I may have written poems. They were for my eyes only. Um, and hers one day. Hmm. But she came to NWLE and they kind of assumed that everyone knew it. Yeah. And just crashed and burned so give american alphabet a chance plus besides are you going to push them or put them in a certain spot when heath slater was huge yeah. you know and doing some amazing stuff yeah you go with what's working um, i mean it could be worse it could be the ascension
2: <laughs> well i think the ascension had probably been harmed slightly by one of them failing a drug test, <laughs> which is let's be honest is not i mean sometimes it doesn't affect your career yeah but most of the
3: time, <laughs> it kind of affects. Then again, you, really. the ascension—they've been on the main roster what for a year, of it? a year now. Getting mm-hmm. paid, getting work, and they did—they were great in NXT, which is what people
2: forget. Yeah, in NXT, they were really good. And also, uh, when they first debuted on the main roster, my favorite entrance—the way that the, they were shot in their entrance, which was from underneath, so it looked
3: like they were rising. They weren't, but it, well, like I they hope, were doing the Gangrel Rising gimmick. Well, I kind were. of hope they weren't, otherwise, there's a lot. Maybe that's why they faltered. There's like everyone at Raw going why are those two guys squatting? <laughs> why are they just like stood there? Quit, come on, come on, come back from commercial. My quads
2: are killing me. Also, they had one of my favourite theme tunes and um, and they also had the whole uh, Masonic, all the Masonic symbols and stuff yeah. like that um, floating around. So I thought they were great. Um, they're just, they're not. The thing is, as a tag team, they're fine. The problem is, is main roster in particular, people have been spoiled with a lot of big superstars being thrown together, which is something we'll, we'll talk about going into the first match because yeah. first match on the show tag title change in yeah. six minutes um let's focus on the positives because we try and do that so um the the new wyatt family mm-hmm. which is uh brain wyatt brain wyatt oh, oh, there no, we go done. uh bray wyatt randy organ randy. Oh, yeah. he's still oh, got God. it yes. yeah and it's also let's be honest it's also a euphemism well done um <laughs> So Bray Wyatt Randy Orton uh, Luke, Herpes. Uh, Luke, uh, Luke Harper um, uh, Luke Harper on the. Uh, I, I, I like the dynamic they've got going on which we'll come to in a minute Beat Heath Slater and Rhino Rhinos Rhinos Yeah good
3: Rhinos
2: um, uh, With one of Rhynos. my favourite ends to a match ever Bray Wyatt oh, is, oh, is Bray Wyatt this year has been massively brilliant mm-hmm. at being involved in little incidental things so there's the point in uh, Roman Reigns spear mm-hmm. earlier in the year um, and then there's him doing his spider walk, which is of no use. Mm-hmm. It's pointless. It doesn't do anything. And it made Rhino go, What the hell's going on here? In comes Radio, and yay, RKO, new champions. You can play a mean game of buckaroo on him while he's doing it. Yeah, you could. Um, so, um, I mean, this was quick, like really quick. Yeah. Like, six minutes is quick for a tag title match. I mean, it's all it needed mm-hmm. because. Heath, like we were saying before, Heath Slater is super, super over. And I don't think Rhino's on a permanent contract necessarily. Um, but I-, I like the White's dynamic. I like, what they're, um, I like what they're potentially doing with We've got a couple of questions about this. Uh, Alex Grinchley. I suspect, Alex, you're one of these people now who's got a Christmas-themed Twitter name, which is going to be the bane of my life. Um, says, Heath's still super over. What now for him? Maybe a feud with the Miz. Um, maybe I mean he is liked enough and the Miz is hated enough. Um, be fun. It would be fun. I think I I don't think they'll keep him in tag team wrestling now. I, I think, think I think Miz and
5: I mean I think Heath and Rhino would serve their purpose. Yeah. With the amount with that, talking about the amount of tag teams they've now got, having those two still together doesn't really do any kind
2: of any benefit for no. SmackDown. And I think as well, we all know how the Wyatts are losing the tag titles, right? Go on. So Luke Harper's going to get jealous. Of Randy Orton, and that's because the the dynamics. It's a love the triangle. Yeah, it's yeah. not, it, but, the, but it's the, the story the, of a love but, triangle. But the dynamic between them is brilliant. Yeah. Because like, like Randy Orton joining the Wyatts is it's great for both Bray and Randy because they're both coming off injuries, mm-hmm. and it <laughs> means they don't have to work. Out, not that working on a tag team isn't as hard as working singles, but it means they've got a little bit more chance to sort of have a bit of a rest between things. Um. And Luke Harper's been injured as well. So Mm -hmm. it means none of them have got to go absolutely full tilt for 20 minutes every night, constantly. That All three of them can work smarter like that. But also, I love Luke Harper, and he's one of my favourite wrestlers in WWE's roster. I think he's brilliant. I loved him when he was in Chicago. I met Chicago a lot. But I think he's great, and I think it gives him something interesting to do, it gives Bray something interesting to do, and it gives Randy Orton something interesting to do. When people complain about Randy Orton not being interesting, well, he is now. And the remix of Bray's music with uh, I Hear Voices Played First is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a weird
0: obsession about wanting Bray Wyatt to start calling him Randall. I don't know why, but I just really want it to happen. Uh, he yeah. should be
2: doing that. Just not even
0: Randall, or just, just Randall.
5: Was the remix also a bit of Randy's previous music? Because it played the hay at the start. Right, okay, you
3: ready? It was three I, cuts. It's going to go really hardcore, nerd on me. If you have WWE The Music Volume 5, and who yes. doesn't? If you listen to this, of course you do. Um, only because I, I bought it years ago and I've still <laughs> Steady on. I'm in, yeah, <laughs> mocking your audience. <laughs> I wasn't mocking my audience. I was agreeing with my audience. Oh, dear. <laughs> at least we have tissues. Oh, was, here we go. Come on. The best thing was here.
2: is I dropped, I dropped my can that I was drinking. Mainly, I didn't quite drop it. I dropped it well, kind of nice. in my hand. And the reason I dropped it was more watching Matt laugh at something I'd said mm-hmm. which still... Still pops me to this day. Carry on, WWE the, the music. music almost volume. not
3: worth coming back to at this point. No, it is. This firework's gone out. No, it um, mate. Come on, right. Right. WWE returns. the music, volume five. Yeah, that version of voices on there starts with the the that. Uh, I, I, no, yeah. the uh, hey, but it doesn't do the hey. Oh. It just does that noise. Yeah, and then it goes oh, into like evolution sort of.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who remembers when Randy Orton had um, CM Punk's Killswitch yes. Engage music? I for know, I about do. two weeks, yeah, he had, yep. had, had on night night it on SmackDown.
5: He used to like pop up, do that, and then he, it was when when Triple H had different music for doing promos to having matches. It? When he had, when he came out to King of Kings, just to do promos, and then he would have the old Triple H music. Randy well, that's
2: on, a level you you know when you got to a level when you can have two theme music.
5: Well, Randy on tried the same. He had the he had the CM Punk music when he was doing promos, and he would come out to. Here's a
2: question: and who, what's was your favorite Triple H?
0: Music? <laughs> Minds of his first the game music, you know the one okay. done by the people who did the DX music. Winna,
4: winna, winna, winna,
0: what's this? Winna, nah.
3: Yeah. Hold on, is this on? Yeah. One I'll two, watch. this on. Um, so basically, my... they get an open micer. Yeah. It just a sort of gag <laughs> <laughs> oh, for... minds like gag. What's
2: the Motorhead game on? Played live by Motorhead uh, When, he, when motorhead. he forgot
3: the words. Yeah. Yeah. When he forgot the words. He's um, the same play. Um, what's yours? I used to like. The the sort of Connecticut Yankee one, which was at that um, uh, my time, our time. Yeah, right. yeah. Until I started watching SmackDown from around 1999, and I swear to God, they might as well have just left it on like New Jack through the entire show because <laughs> that's all you hear is Triple H coming and going, and mm-hmm. hear, you just hear one, two, this on over and over again. Let's let's all remember his original music as well harpsichord the harpsichord is an underutilised um, <laughs> instrument in, in pro wrestling interest music
2: I I don't think I own a single record with harpsichord on it to the surprise of no one <laughs> this podcast I bet you've got no oboe either no um, <laughs> that is an ailment um <laughs> So um, people's oboe. What are we gonna? What are we gonna do with Heath? What what, what are you all suggesting happens with Heath now?
0: I I, I really like that Miz idea. Mm-hmm. I think mean, that's really good.
2: I mean, he, he's not gonna win it. No, well, definitely I, give I him a give him a to? go. I don't
0: think he. I the Miz should have
2: the Intercontinental Title for the next five years. Yeah. Legitimately, let's full on honky tonk man on this <laughs> him until Jason Jordan uh, becomes a breakout single star and he wins it off him in thirty seconds. That's the future. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's the future. lock it down. That's what's happening. Um, yeah,
0: um, no, I, I think I think Heath he's got a really good good chance to do stuff um, <laughs>
2: my, my wife went. my wife laughs every time she sees his t-shirt with I got kids on it right and she said because she my wife watches raw Smackdown every week and records them but I don't tend to always watch them I watch them before before we do this but I won't always watch it and she um she said they were saying that he's got six kids and I went yeah and she went I looked on Wikipedia, he's only got two. <laughs> it's like a really easy fact to check. <laughs> yeah, but that's what makes it funny though, because I'm sure he changed numbers. The, yeah, they yeah, change yeah, yeah. it. And he's, yeah. he's lost a few. And he's... But, no,
0: he's, he's a great character, and, and, and I think he, I think people tend to forget that he's actually pretty solid in the ring as well. Like, he's oh, he's
2: great. Like, he's... And he's made something out of nothing, yeah. and yeah. I think WWE always loved that. Yeah. New Day did it.
0: Yeah.
2: New Day got cool. given a horrible gimmick and went, nah, we're going to make this great.
5: I mean, yeah. go back, Zack Ryder, the only reason he got to the level he was is because he basically made his own YouTube show and then W went what's this YouTube everyone seems to talk about (laughs) what's going on everywhere on the internet yeah Yeah. um tout
2: (laughs) (laughs) it's weird as well because if they'd started talking about tout at any show in the UK there'd just be some Scouse lads just pop up
3: (laughs) buy and sell tickets it's always got this
2: is something I genuinely can't understand we've occasionally have touts outside progress shows like Yeah, genuinely. Bearing in mind there's no legit there's no way to buy a ticket off a tout because we've got your name on a list. Because we sell the tickets. Except Brixton's the only place you could have done it because they were sold by a ticket raster. The only time I've ever heard touts outside our shows in London and Manchester, they've always been Scousers. (laughs) Right? my question again, at Jim Smallman, have you ever (laughs) met a ticket tout who wasn't from the Merseyside area? Like, and it was the same when I used to go to football every week. Like I'd go and watch Leicester all around the country, and no matter where... I, it was nearly always the same touts. <laughs> it was the same three or four lads everywhere. Well, they can't have just been following there, me. There is a tout network.
5: My dad used to tell me about the touts, because he works at... City and United, he does the the badges and scarves outside yeah. the grounds, so he became friends with all the touts. But I think there's about seven tout. That's all. It is it seven people who go to? Because they're game. always
2: outside. There's the chip shop on the corner. there yeah. old Frankfurt, which <laughs> yeah, is yeah. exactly. I think they've got an office in there. Yeah. Like it's it's a genuine thing. It, it just again, I don't think I've ever heard the phrase. Anyone got any spare tickets? in an accent that isn't Scouse.
3: I'm trying to remember, because I bought my ticket outside um, the arena for WrestleMania this year. <laughs> That'd be amazing if that was the case! Oh. Alright, la. <laughs> do you want to get into Mania? I think the Divas match is done. You'll be alright to sneak in. Um, Soon to be recognised. <clears throat> Tristan French
2: asked us about this. Um, what will they now do with the Wyatts? Are they going to make them similar to New Day in the? The three of them can. Divide. I don't think they will. I think Green, it's going Green. to be just be Randy and um, and Bray. What I thought was really good is how they put the. They made a big deal about putting the titles on Luke Harper as if to go, you hold these. Yeah. Um,
3: I, I. I again, I think it's an interesting dynamic. As a teacher, was that not one of the strategies for dealing with disruptive children to give them a little bit of responsibility? Yes, completely. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly <laughs> what you do
5: um could <laughs> say give him
3: tag team so so the smackdown tag team belts are the equivalent of allowing someone to bang the board rubbers together at yeah. the end of the class
2: or use the big pointy stick with a hook All on the, the end windows. to open oh, the windows yeah. then you forget that you, what you've just done is give a really unruly you've child a big pointy stick with a claw on the
3: end yeah um, with a you, bird's foot on the end. That's oh yeah. what it looked like, yeah, oh it? Yeah. Oh, So you could either close it or open. Do you know what this means? There'll be someone out there listening to this who who's realised <laughs> that rather than being trusted and valued, their teacher thought they were a knob.
2: Yeah. Sorry about do. that. <laughs> yeah. If it is you, again tweet me. <laughs> um
3: yeah, so what are we gonna do? What
2: what do you reckon they're gonna do I've, with the words?
0: I think they might go free birds with it. I think I think it'd be I think it'd be fun <laughs> to have, have Luke and, and Randall as the uh, dysfunctional team and Maybe maybe grow to love each
5: other. It's the love triangle though. Where Bray's the the object of affection, and Randy and Luke both want to have like his approval. So mm-hmm. I feel like it'll be that triangle dynamic. Yeah. But I don't. I feel like it'll always be Randy or him a match one week, so Luke will get chucked in, and it'll be now Randy has Ooh. to wait on the uh, wait nice. on the outs, and it's just that
3: jealousy I, thing. I have a thought. I mean, first of all, I um, I think that if you can have too much of anything, if because New Day have. That Freebird rule thing going on. The point, they've been doing it long enough, it's practically the New Day rule nowadays, not for any modern fun. But let's not forget that somewhere floating out there is Eric Rowan. Rowan. So could it be, if tension boils over, that we'll see, we've never really seen proper dissension within the Wyatt family, have we? We've never Hmm. seen that schism. So we could see Harper and Rowan versus Orton and, and, and Wyatt. We could see all kinds of stuff.
0: Uh, Eric Toward. Nice.
3: Toe
2: hand. Toe hand. Toe hand? Toe hand. Oh, my God. Oh, God, that's... That's a t- terrifying thought. For... Her... you got toes for hands. Um get <laughs> <yes. laughs> in touch. Um, <clears throat> we then add um, uh, Nikki Bella against Carmella, which rhymes. Um, I-, I like that we're starting to move more towards the female wrestlers having more than one name. Mm-hmm. Because Charlotte started being referred to as Charlotte Flair on more than one occasion, like they're trying to make it a thing again, which I'm all on board. With. I yeah. don't like women's wrestlers just having one name unless they're Brazilian, then it's acceptable because then it's a Brazilian football thing. Um, it's just because Portuguese names are too long, <laughs> yeah. like it just really, I don't like it. it to me, you know, we took, uh, we we're talking about women's wrestling. It to me it objectifies women by giving them one name.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: It, it genuinely does. Oh, no, I hear yeah. you. and yeah. um, and I I. Let's get to the point where they've got two names, like ideally their actual names.
5: It's more <laughs> annoying when Charlotte Flair is known because of her father being Rick Flair that she was just like, oh, we're just Charlotte now. Yeah, but and also gonna... you're not
2: ac- you're not actually called Charlotte. No, you're just from Charlotte. Yeah, which makes this really confusing <laughs> for everybody involved. Along
3: there were the Usos being called the Usos, which is somehow a brother. Yes, it is. Well, and so Jimmy and, so and James, Jay, which are both. Brother. Short names for
5: James. Yes,
3: yeah, so James... ja- the James brothers. James brothers, James, James and James, the James brothers. James and James, the brother brothers. My brain. Oh, to be
5: fair, if they were called the James brothers, I'd probably like them more though.
4: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, Charlotte Flair. Um, <laughs> some of these are really lame. We need, we need to really pull one hey, out. Of.
0: I've got one. Nikki Belland <laughs> hey. Hey. You
2: just made it northern. I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, God. Um, we've won two is this on (laughs) (laughs) Um, so um, Carmella with a a proper black eye Um, a proper black eye Uh, fair play for here's the thing people go oh black eyes they're just a cosmetic." no they hurt I've had a black eye it hurts it's not fun Um, I'm a bit uneasy my only real note I've made about this match was I'm a bit uneasy with Nikki Bella as a face because she's Like Out of the two Bella sisters, she's the less likeable of the two. Yes. Yes. Especially if you watch Total Divas. Oh, yeah. Um, Which I don't. I've been told about (laughs) it. John Briley, co-owner of
3: Progress, loves Total Bellas. You've got nothing to prove here. I've never watched it. Yeah, all right. You're still... have never watched it. You're still doing it. I've never watched it. Genuinely haven't. Um, But
2: she is... Nikki is in a relationship with John Cena, whereas Bree's in a relationship with... um, with Daniel Bryan and Breeze, the one who's a vegan and, and a bit of an Earth Mother sort of character. And then Nikki, Nikki and John Cena, are, to all intents and purposes, proper sort of all-American, loud, brash, quite materialistic. So there's, if you've watched a reality TV programme that WWE have produced, there's not loads to like about her. Mm. So why is she being positioned as a babyface? It seems to only be the neck injury that's positioned positional. It's, it's,
3: there's an element of its familiarity, its, its longevity, its, its strength of character. It's establishment as well, um, I know what mean, because it, it, Brie and Daniel Bryan, all their interactions were, you know, let's let's just settle down. We just want to, we just want have a family one day. We just want to be happy. And Nikki just is Bree. How can you possibly be happy in a house that doesn't have a moat? <laughs> just, just, <laughs> you know, that seems to be the kind of thing. Where do your slaves live, Bree? Yeah. It seems to be kind of where we're going. But <laughs> it's so. I know what you mean she's not, but.
5: Are they just making a female John Cena though? Where they're just going to yeah, push it down your throats? Because even if the crowd don't really care, they're going to
3: put. They are reacting to it. The crowd, the crowd definitely are reacting to her better than they were reacting to Carmella.
2: Yes, mm-hmm. but um,
3: Carmella as well was getting a reaction. And and considering that towards the end of her NXT run, Carmella had become a bit of an Enzo and Cass tribute act. Yeah, yeah. Especially when she was on the last NXT tour, where everyone's kind of like, yeah, you know, we'll make do with you, but we're thinking about them, you know. She hasn't. She's dropped the "how you doing" stuff, and I think it's it's as much about building the next level because Nikki, as a babyface, can work with Carmella because Nikki has less miles left on her clock than Carmella does. Carmella's mm. going to be here for years theoretically, so build her up, give her someone established to build herself up against, and that was just the dynamic they needed. Um, this is a
2: match that does fish Two people doing something that really bugs me. Both wrestling and trainers. Like, I just, I hate it. Uh, yeah. yeah, is this yeah. No, never to... wrestling trainers. This... I, I didn't do anything like that at all. Like, but re- I'm sorry, but as Parate read on,
3: it oh, bothers oh, me.
0: But you love the Usos.
3: I do love the Usos in the minute. you wear
0: Foz Ones,
3: Coffee Kingston as well. Yeah, well, Gear Coffee. Is this the right. equivalent of you wearing wrestling boots in everyday life? Yes, I do
2: that. <laughs> I've Genuinely, I've thought in the past, that I might buy some wrestling boots, they look cool. Like, oh, I've man. thought that. Yeah, no, I'm the hipster. <laughs> no, we never said you were a hipster, mate. We're just just weak. Um... <laughs> we're not even disguising it now, are we? Yeah. I um, I got I got called a hipster the other week. I, I genuinely, I think I told Chris. I had a conversation with Chris about this. I got called a hipster, and I went, I can't grow a beard for a start. I can't. Um, I I don't. I'm from the north. Well, I'm from the Midlands, and I now live in the north, which is pretty anti-hipster. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't own a penny farthing. No. Um, and uh, I, the problem with the hipster
0: tag is gone, like the emo tag. Whereas, like when emo music used to mean something completely different, and then emo music was, oh well, you know, you like My Chemical Romance. But, like it's not the same thing.
2: I had an it's argument with something. someone who said the first. Who's the first emo band? In your, in your, I know it is yeah. in my head.
0: It's like it's either like Thursday or Saves the Day. No, no, The Smiths. No, no, don't get me into this. No, don't get me into this. See, we have to do our own podcast on this. I'm no. leaving it. I'm not.
3: I'm <laughs> not I'm no, not I'm even funny.
0: It. It's <laughs> like
3: it's like someone's touched him. Don't, uh, <laughs> don't, don't. Nah, come. I've got your back <laughs> on us, Phil. Just, just you know. Relax. Don't come to Manchester. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> come on, hug it out. No, just, no just,
0: just get, get away. away. Uh, I'm, oh, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna, I'm gonna, thanks. Uh, I'm gonna bring it back to the match. Um, <laughs> he's so annoyed. What
2: (laughs) is at M Richards host? Just tweet him saying who you think the first emo band were. Because you know, my genuine belief is without the Smiths and their brand of music, there would be no actual emo music. Uh, and also, uh, I did used to be a music journalist, so uh, all the best. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, the,
0: the, the one bit in this match was <laughs> <laughs> I saw something tweet. <laughs> I saw, <something, laughs> I saw, I tweeted, uh, I saw tweet actually that was, about the uh, what was the finish with the fire extinguisher. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I, did uh, I, that. I think it's a fair point because. It, it, it started, <laughs> it's going to sound like a really horrible, weird comment, it started off in the face and then it just
2: went everywhere. <laughs> it was oh basically the last back in the room. Yay. Yay. Um, yeah, it was, because what I liked on the commentary for this, because my wife sat watching it with me and she goes, "That would literally do nothing. And then JBL, bless him on commentary, realised it was going on for too long and said something to put it over. So he went, oh, it's horrible that though, because it's really cold and it takes all the oxygen out of your lungs, yeah, yeah. Yeah. which was a great thing for him to say because it legitimised it for the watching audience, didn't for anyone in the arena. Anyone in the arena just went, it looks funny watching. My big thing with fire, fire extinguisher spots is, have you ever let off a fire extinguisher? Uh, no. They're really hard to do. Oh yeah. Like the the opportunity for it to not go off is high. Mm-hmm. Like, so they must... Be super primed and like yeah. they must run Maybe through the rehearsals.
3: They, they have they have had incidents <laughs> where they've gone off in the wrong time in the wrong place, and it looked like a stunt fire extinguisher anyway. Because when have you ever seen a fire extinguisher mm-hmm. will appear to be a seven foot hose on it yeah. and and a funnel? I think that was I
0: think that was the thing, wasn't it? It was meant to be. Very visual, yeah, and I think Nikki went a little bit too, not a bit. Also, brilliant moment where um, she set her up for the TKO. I, I didn't know the name of that move, and I really sarcastically went, Oh, what's
3: that? The Rack Attack 2.0, while Maro Ronello went, Rack Attack 2.0. I was like, Oh, because what oh. happened is as soon as Maro said it, you were cool with it, weren't you? Yeah.
0: Don't like joke about that because Maro Ronello is the greatest commentator of all time.
3: Um, well, he isn't. Um <laughs> are you saying that as a music journalist? Yeah, I am. Um
2: Marrow's very good. My issue and I've said this repeatedly on the podcast in front of you before mm-hmm. is Marrow is trying desperately to get over other phrase catchphrases and 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 like taglines and and new names for characters that aren't canon and it bothers me. Okay. So like it, and it's like we get it you're really good with words and you clearly love what you're doing but We've been fine calling this wrestler something for the last ten years. They don't need a new nickname, and he is trying to do that. See,
0: I think, I think the thing is again because, like, the reason why I love Ranello is because of Pride and the box inside of it, and and all of that stuff. So, the reason why he was so great with Pride was that he had the legitimacy of putting over the big occasion and stuff like that. Um, there's a really famous um, clip of when uh, Randleman beat Crow Cop in Pride and he literally <coughs> lost his shit or figuratively lost his shit <laughs> uh, just screaming, Randleman won, won. And it's that thing of like his little quips and his little little play on words was really quite refreshing within like combat sports because combat sports can be quite static. It can be quite, you know, um, and like, I think he, he, him and Joe Rogan as well now who, who does it as well really brought a bit of Razzle, uh, they were better. <laughs> we're better than they, that. Tim. Yeah, don't make it's the joke. Don't make it. the joke
5: because I thought of the
0: Shite <laughs> Poor magazine. You know, that's that's it. But no, he brought a bit of like a bit of a bit of flair and a bit of entertainment to it, and I think it is funny because I know the reason why a lot of people don't like him is because of the Mamma Mia and the nicknames and everything like that, which is funny because I kind of forgive him for because I love. The, the building of the energy and the building off of, I mean, of the
2: legitimacy. He, that, and that's the bit I do like that about him. Yeah. It's it's that it almost feels a little bit like he knows he's got that in his background so sometimes yeah. he's trying a little bit too hard to be sports entertainment yeah. when I'd be fine with him being left as he was. Yeah. His commentary on the Cruiserweight Classic for example was wonderful yes. and that was at exactly the level that I'd want him to do but I'm also aware he's probably got instructions on high right, as well so because he's headphones yeah. shouting at him to be this Cartier. is. I remember. I think it, it. It's been said loads of times when people always go, "Why doesn't X this wrestler want to be a commentator when they retire?" Because it's hard. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like a lot of people give people like you know give people like JBL grief, but
3: you know it's it's hard job. Oh, it's, it's yeah. When, when I first did um, like my f- commentary at Future Shot was kind of my first role beyond just picking up litter and being one of the. <laughs> I was prepared for it to be hard. But a little part of me went, you know what? You talk for a living. Huh. You've done it for 12, 13 years. You've got all this experience in, in holding a room and what have you. And it's so many different moving parts. And you suddenly realize you're repeating yourself. You have suddenly doubt yourself. You run out of things to say. And it takes a while to find your groove as well. Mm. So it's, it's, it's unbelievable. And imagining doing that with someone giving you live cues through your ear as well. And or verbally reaming you out in no uncertain terms. You know, I, it's, it's so many moving parts. It's like spinning plates.
2: Yeah.
4: I think
5: it, Was it Foley's book when he took over the SmackDown commentary role? And he would like, because he would, he would go into being Foley on commentary and he said that he just got such a tongue lashing by Vince which is the reason he left. Mm. Like he just was so unhappy that he was miserable doing commentary when he said that he went
2: there because he thought it would be fun. And people forget the amount of stuff you have to plug. You know, mm-hmm. when people pull Michael Cole up on, like talking about the WWE app or whatever, it's his job. Like mm-hmm. when I used to do well, sorry, when someone who sounded a lot like me used to do commentary of Progress, mm-hmm. like I had stuff I had to plug, and mm-hmm. I also knew, I knew what was we were planning for the next few shows, so I had stuff that I knew I had to mention on commentary to get in because it's my company. Mm-hmm. Like and it's the same now. Glenn has to do it. It's it's a job. It's it's a it's never no, wrong. It's a better job than quite a lot of jobs in the world, but it's still it's a job and it's hard work, and people forget about that. And you
0: know, Um Pon Michael Colon, nice,
2: good or oh, Carlos yeah, Colon. Yeah, I was gonna go. I thought that would be. Nice <clears> it was too obvious. obvious. You're right. I we, feel bad we, for doing Memo it. Colon. Yeah. yeah. Is that
3: like a prime That's the best colon? one. it's the best one. Mm. <laughs> That's the, the best one. kind of colon. <laughs> it's <the best> colon. <laughs> should we? Should we make it very clear that Matt <laughs> can't eat that either?
4: <laughs> oh wow.
2: Oh. I mean, I mean, you're not allowed gluten, so you haven't got a primo colon. Um, I've got every go. <laughs> 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 I'm fucking going. I actually
0: need to go have a wee anyway. So.
2: Good, he's gone. Let's talk about him. No, we were doing that while he was here. Um, it's no fun unless he actually cries. What? I mean, a couple of people suggested that this is probably going to lead to Nicky vaguely going after the Smackdown women's title at Wrestlemania is probably what they'll build to Do you know I mean, what... does she feel like the biggest star in in women's wrestling and Smackdown on Smackdown nearly
5: she's not quite there because they, they've they, they've tried so hard with Becky Lynch hmm. to make her the top star yeah and then I think there was still, it was that half and half with Alexa Bliss I know we're going on to that yeah but there's like there's a there's it feels like just moving again, moving, just like spinning plates. At any moment, anyone could kind of take that mantle without mm. having to work too hard.
3: Yeah, I think she's the most established star, certainly. And again, let's ignore the fact that we're all big NXT fans who've been watching Alexa Bliss and, and Becky and, and the guys who have come up for a long time. Mm. For the the audience watching, she is the biggest star and has a reality TV program based entirely around her, exactly,
2: which exactly. is successful. Yeah, and that's always going to make a difference.
3: But yeah. the, the the thing is, I I get the feeling that you know it's like you're booking wrestling. You have an idea where you're going. You have a story in mind, but you've got to have that ability to listen to what's happening and move organically. And giving yourself loads of options is the best way, isn't it? Giving yourself loads of direction you can go in. Hmm. So, could you see Could you see Nikki Bella versus Alexa Bliss at WrestleMania?
5: No. No. I can see Nikki Bella versus Natalia at Mania if they do a SmackDowns match at Mania and don't bump it to the pre-show. Yeah, which I feel like Raw has the—that's the women's division because the moment you put any of those Raw women, if you put Sasha Banks, Bailey, or Charlotte on SmackDown, they're the biggest women's star. Yeah. because they've made Raw has made those three, three, four women, yeah. such a bigger deal. Yeah, apart from poor Alicia I Pop.
3: I I believed. Um, very much in the, that match that they did, I thought it was a good, solid grudge match, and it's nice that for me, I, I, I kind of start to switch off when women's feuds are about either a man or mean girls. Well, yeah, it's something we brought up a
2: lot. Is quite a lot of well, quite a lot of women's gimmicks are. I, I'm, I'm, it's kind of that. I'm prettier than you, therefore I'm better than you. That's a big mm-hmm. a, a big thing. And it that's the great thing about Raw is that's not happening.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And even on Smackdown a little bit, and again, I always use my, my wife as a barometer for this. She'll watch it and go, I don't like her. Why? Well, because all she's doing is just screaming, I'm better than you. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else to her. You look mm-hmm. at Sasha Banks is an interesting character. Charlotte's an interesting character. Charlotte's yeah. taken the arrogant side of that mm-hmm. persona and blown it massively and made it absolutely brilliant mm-hmm. Bailey's an interesting character Paige was an interesting character because she was different
3: yeah yeah.
2: Um, and when when Alicia Fox was doing you mentioned Alicia oh. Fox when Alicia Fox was doing the drunken out of control nutcase I it was Alicia brilliant Fox. she's my favourite yeah. she's my favourite she's my favourite person for, to say that anyone deserves better it's Alicia Fox I am in 100%
0: agreement with I
2: that. mean and she tries she tries super hard and this is the thing it's the same with Naomi mm-hmm. Naomi's trying really hard to get her just her entrance over mm-hmm. and it and it's great and every time I'm like oh, I want I want to watch you now mm-hmm. because an entrance is such a big part of a, a, of a, of a star's uh, pull and in initial appeal. But she also wears hey, trainers, so you must hate her. Yeah, but the part of the gimmick, mate. So it's all right now. It? Oh. Um, uh, <laughs> it's part of the gimmick; it's acceptable. Uh,
0: did I just make this up in my head? Probably. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's Am I married to Alicia? <laughs> or <Fox? laughs> <laughs> you're not married. spin off from this match, Natalia. Attacked Nikki. Oh,
3: yeah. Yeah, yeah that oh, was yes. the, at the end. The alleged, um, which we all kind of knew. Yeah. Which was Natalia a... was very pleased to be part of the SmackDown. But that's match. the saying it is. But they haven't said it yet. That Carmella said, Do you know who attacked you? Yeah. It was Natalia. Natalia neither confirmed nor denied. She did deny. Didn't she deny? Well, she she, she didn't... went,
2: She's a liar. What was weird <laughs> about the position but, yeah, of that is. Heels but they positioned that around the time you'd seen an advert for cage jewelers where Natalia has been really sweet and, and sh- uh, yeah. like taking a bloke to buy I mean because this bloke is, bless him doesn't know how to buy an engagement ring yeah. so he's taken on he's, she's taken he's been cons to, go to cage jewelers <laughs> um, and and okay. then and then, yeah, and then later on you see him. But all through the show, the, the thread <laughs> is that Natalia's a monster. Do you know how, but but all the
0: time, natalie has got arm out. Right? If while he was proposing to her, Natalie slides in, hits her in the back of the head with a chair and goes, ha-ha, he loved me all along. Well, good.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I also don't... I can't help feeling... <laughs> that, yeah, Your just, all right, cool. I don't necessarily want to stereotype wrestling fans. But <laughs> the engage, here, engagement for rings...
2: Wrestling fans, it feels Jamie like rings. a weird sponsor, <laughs> yeah. Like, um, I mean, because I'll be honest, sort of a decade ago when I got really, really into wrestling again, I just presumed I wouldn't get married,
3: so <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't let alone to let alone to someone proof, as beautiful as my wife. You're proof um, there's hope for us, all. <laughs> but almost all of us, Matthew. But,
2: it, but it's it's a like a lot of the time you look at the sponsors of WWE shows and you go, yes, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Any form of soft drink makes sense. Yes. Any form of back in actually occasionally beer would sponsor it. Makes sense. Um, Supermarkets, Kmart, and stuff. yeah, anything like that totally makes sense. And then you go, high end jewelers, what? Because they, they are higher... they are high end. I they're thought, not a Ratner's. I thought they they're, might not have been Ratners. they're not an Elizabeth. They're not an Elizabeth. No, no, no. They're a high end one. But Ooh.
5: I feel like the sponsors when rings how can we sell more rings <laughs> what uses a ring what uses a ring boxing this. nah no boxing's too violent UFC they use like an oh that's an octagon right uh, wrestling
2: rings they've got women <laughs> brilliant money they have got the best catchphrase because they're called K's jewelers cage, aren't yeah. they Every a, kiss ki- be- a kiss begins a K. K yeah. oh, brilliant oh. it is insinuating that you will only get a kiss if you buy a girl a diamond <laughs> yeah um, you kiss a ring <laughs> get out um, <laughs> literally every five minutes um, so um, Matthew's back now so we can carry on the next match um, the next match was the uh, The Miz against uh, Dolph Ziggler uh, 25 minute long ladder match longest match on the show no nearly the second longest match main event was longer um, delivered for me delivered more than I expected I, I'll be honest again I was like I have literally seen these guys wrestle a dozen times mm-hmm. um, but it was good the Miz carries on doing his job well. Dov Ziggler carries on doing his job well. Regular listeners of Tuesday Night Joe will know. I have never really got Dov Ziggler or why I'm meant to cheer for him as much as people seem to suggest I meant to. He is he's a good wrestler, I get that, but i have never quite understood his positioning. Um, but this this feud has been good and it has it, you know has
5: worked. It's it's just it's the story of one upsmanship, I feel like it was always that which is why they sort of traded titles for a little mm. while. But I understand the Dolph Ziggler comparison because he's naturally a bad guy. Yeah, he talks about getting girls, talks about being the best wrestler, talks about being how the he can back off. show off, he can back everything up, and yet we're supposed to be like, "Oh, I hope my son turns out to be like Dolph Ziggler <laughs> and <he goes> up <laughs> <off." laughs> but, it, it, but they've they've built this as like the last time they're ever going to do this, which I feel like. Count, count down the days until they do a another but this,
0: match. That therein lies the problem I had with this match was. They, the intercontinental match where it was Korea versus title, that was super hot and it was cracking. And it was fantastic. That feud at that point is never going to get hotter. So why have this match? And I think it was yourself, Chris, that was saying during this this match. He was like, he said, like, it just this match is happening because it's happening. It's, it's they're there. They don't like each other, and and that's it. So I, I found it really odd to have such a big. Match with big stipulations and it all having a thing, and I I understand that Miz obviously won the title straight back off him, so Dolph would want retribution, blah 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 blah. But it just that it just felt weird to me in that sense.
2: Do you not think though, in the history of WWE, whenever they have something that's absolutely amazing and really really hot like that mm-hmm. Miz Ziggler match was. The natural thing to presume is, if we do this again, it will be as good. Yeah. Because yeah, they did yeah, it a lot with, certainly towards the end of Mick Foley's career. Yeah. Mick Foley's career should have ended Royal Rumble 2000. Yes, yes. The end. That's when it should have ended. That's the best match in his career. It made Triple H. They did not need to do another match the month later.
3: I disagree. Very specifically about that one. Because I remember watching it. Terrified. Legitimately terrified that in an effort to top his previous match... That Mick Foley was going to do something really stupid and end up hurting mm. himself, and and that was that grain of truth, and that's why I was on the edge of my seat all the way through that match. Mm. So I think in that instance, I I got it, yeah. I got the story. But I see, I see what you I mean. There's, but they do, do because if you yeah. if you see a crowd reacting
2: amazingly to something, you're going to go, oh, there's probably more in this. Mm. I know uh, progress will will often look at when we book matches it won't always be that someone challenges for the title and that's the only time they do it mm-hmm. you know if they're in a feud like that and, you know, a great example of this will be Will Ospreay challenged for our title three times before he won it
4: mm-hmm.
2: over a year but we didn't do it on on show after show after show
4: mm-hmm.
2: you know and if we do do matches where we're doing the same match or the same two guys in a match uh, so for example last show in London we had Jimmy Havoc against Mike Skill ended in a disqualification so we've got a no disqualification match in Sheffield That mm-hmm. to me that makes sense mm-hmm. And people do still want to see that again. We've not had anyone go, oh, those guys again, because it was so hot in London. Yeah. So I can get from a promoter's point of view why they do yeah. that.
3: Yeah. yeah, I think the issue WWE has to some extent is that you, you have a rod for your back when every December you have to put on a pay-per-view or a live event that has a tables match, a ladder match, yeah. a chairs match, mm. and a TLC match in it. And it's right, so what do we do? Who do we put in this, this match together? So they go, right, uh, uh, Ziggler and, and Miz for the IC title in a ladder match. And it's just, it's a, there's a lot of, uh, we're kind of in a corner and it they, they, they need it to run its course. So mm. they went, right, well, that's done. Um, I think it could have benefited from being 10 minutes shorter. Yeah. Maybe five minutes, but it's just, the last stretch of the match was great. My my problem with ladder matches I'd just love once someone
2: to win a ladder match by just running up the ladder and getting the belt,
3: yeah.
2: Instead of climbing it, like, and, and once someone's done that, then you'll know the possible. Th- it's the it's the the Goldberg,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, the Goldberg Lesnar principle. And now everyone goes, oh shit! A match can end like that because that's what happens yeah, with USA. Yeah.
3: Oh, it also happened with um, Sasha Banks and sure. Charlotte yeah. on Raw the next night yeah. when. Sasha locked in the the bank statement and suddenly everyone was like, oh, this could happen Yeah, straight
2: away. And, and once you start sowing that seed in people's heads, that pays off for the next three or four years because it, forget, it makes people forget how they're conditioned to expect a match to end. The problem I have with ladder matches is it's very rare they're less than 20 minutes long mm-hmm. and the ends of them are nearly always the same, mm-hmm. which is someone either takes a stupid bump or you're both fighting on the top of the ladder and then someone finally climbs up and wins yeah. and much as they're an exciting spectacle so much of ladder matches and i've mentioned this whenever we do whatever money in the bank happens is so much of it is let's build to the next fairly choreographed spot that we're going to do involving a ladder and if you go back to the origin of ladder matches which was the Shawn michaels razor ramon
3: ones i know there were ladder matches before that in calgary but they, they were the ones that popularized it i'd even go one before that which was the Bret Hart Shawn Michaels one yeah, which was amazing because no one and they, they didn't do anything really hmm. but we'd never seen anything like it whereas now <clears> it's over familiarity but also though, the, the Razor Ramon that one and the, mm-hmm. the Razor
2: Ramon Shawn <clears throat> Michaels ones there is nuts stuff in it but it's not all building around putting the ladder in a certain place and then eventually someone's getting stacking it stacking a yeah. ladder it's yeah. not
3: construction it's no. not Mecano.
2: No, and, and I think that helps mm-hmm. um, also as a promoter I always look at ladder matches and go I know how dangerous these are so, I hope everyone's getting paid more tonight. Mm-hmm. But genuinely <laughs> the first thing, I think, is because it's... It, it's have you have been in a ladder match? I've though?
5: been in three and I didn't want to be in any of them. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> in, including including um, one that may or may not air on television at some point. That, that was the third. And that was a... Uh, do, uh, do you like ladder matches? And everyone I spoke to who were in that interview process all went, no. <laughs> <laughs> genuinely, we all just went, no, don't like him. And um, one person who may or may not also be in the match we went just multi mans, aren't they? I just don't like multi mans in general. Um and uh <laughs> yeah, and then he also got put in the said match.
2: So I I we've had one ladder match in
3: progress this year. Yeah,
2: Mandrews and Mandrews Jimmy. Mandrews and Jimmy and they suggested
3: it. No, it wasn't um Riots and
2: Oh yeah, we had another we had with the Riots one with the ladder with where Pass broke down holding a ladder. Terrifying. Yeah, which with the Terrible furniture malfunctions. The, the the most we've ever... Most one of our matches has ever been in Botchamania, while still being a really good match mm-hmm. because I, I've explained the table story before but good God.
3: I mean we also had um, a future shock at the... Not this year's anniversary show last year. A um, big story building up was the Wolves versus the Models in a TLC match yeah. which proved that if you're going to do it spend some money mm. because there's nothing <coughs> not in the intensity fall several notches as some poor fucker pulls a and q pasting table out from of the <laughs> ring and unfolds it so gingerly, not wanting to stare at it too high in case it falls apart. Yeah. But you know what? Plug, or plug. Credit where credit's true, the Wolves, Joey and Danny made the most of it. It was still a great match. Oh, Also, if you're buying ladders, if you're buying ladders for a promotion, mm. make sure you understand dimensions. Yeah. And, and metric and imperial because I was there at the Future Shot gym when the ladders for the TLC match were delivered that were about four inches taller than Davy Richards. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: am... Um, is a little insider bit of knowledge for you about progress. Uh, any tables that get broke on our shows? We've not bought them. We've hired them from the same company we hire the chairs from. It costs us less to break a table than it does for us to break a chair and we go through we break about 10 chairs a show on average the last show in London the same chair got broke four times uh, Shirley who's a girl who sits on the front row the middle of the front row on one side of the ring had four different wrestlers land on her breaking her chair she had to have her chair replaced four times during one show think, a progress record if it uh, happens
3: to her <clears throat> four times Shirley it's not the wrestlers anymore I think it's you <laughs> you know statistically I think uh, we know who the problem is though. John
2: has insisted that she sits in a different place next time um, <laughs> but um, I don't think she will
5: Getting back to the ladder match, full credit to the Miz and Ziggler for the last climb, for the Miz hopping on one leg because excellent. I'll point that out. Yeah, because he got (coughs) drop kicked off and hurt his leg, and Ziggler climbing up better just by his hands because he'd been putting a figure four earlier in the night, and most people didn't spot it. But the guy I was watching it with, while like just sat down having a lunch break, and he went. Look at that. And again, he's, he's completely yeah.
2: just a wrestling fan and he's just like, he's climbing using his hands and Ziggler. My missus noticed it. Straight away she went, it's a really good other than yeah. climbing. Uh, and then being kicked in the nuts hurts. Oh, being kicked in the nuts twice though. Yeah. Being, being proper <laughs> Rochambeau to the nuts is, <laughs> I use that phrase for a long toe, is, is, it's a, it's a believable every single bloke watching that goes, yeah, I'd stay down. I've just been kicked properly scooped him in the nuts as well because of the way he was positioned climbing two ladders. We all stopped talking as we watched it. We all went because ah. I kind of wondered why they'd put two ladders up. There yeah. was that kind
5: of like what are they doing? Like, What are they going for? And then yeah that point of Ziggler having his legs
2: spread eagle <laughs> fully waiting for I would like you to pop <laughs> me in the testes please. Um, we've got a few questions about this match. Um, uh, Matt has asked us um, not this Matt another Matt Does the Intercontinental Title have true prestige at the moment? Um, You're saying no.
0: No, I'm just saying like, why does everyone get caught up on the IC title? Uh, This thing of it being the most prestigious title—it's just, it just—I find it
2: dead odd. Is it not just because it got rammed down people's throats that it's a prestigious title for a while? It was my favorite title when I was a kid.
0: Yeah, no, but
2: it was definitely my favorite title when I was a kid because Hulk Hogan normally had the world title, and I didn't care for him, it, so it was I know, always I,
0: I, again. <clears throat> I've, I've, I've mentioned this point before about the the Cesaro best of Five Series feud. It, it, it was important when there was a Ricky Steamboat or a Macho Man or a Mr Perfect or a Bret Hart or a Bulldog because at that time they were the workers. They were the guys that were putting on the matches that were the most entertaining, and like you said, that you, you you could enjoy them. Uh, if you weren't a Hogan or a Warrior fan but again it's going to that point now where and it's not just just recently for the last 10 years everyone's been pretty decent putting on decent matches and stuff like that so I don't I don't get this 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 obsession with the IC title. Like, remember Ricky Steamboat? That's yeah, what it yeah. is. <laughs> like, I, remember, like, I remember people being like really pissed off that like people like Valvinas has held the IC title and like saying things like, "Oh, he's not intercontinental level caliber." I'm like, "Who the fuck
2: are you?" I think now the IC title is thought of way more than it was in the Attitude Era. Right? Yeah, for sure. When it was changing hands every week, yeah. Rikishi, Valvinas, Edge. Yeah. Jeff Jarrett,
5: like that kind of yeah, yeah, area, where it was just pinned. Like even house shows, it's been pinged around because it could go back to whoever it was supposed to be yeah. before Raw came on.
0: I just think I think like I mean to, to sort of go further on that point. I think <coughs> I think the problem they've got at the minute is 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 the problem they have had with the original brand split, which is they've got too many titles. So I don't think anyone can get overly invested in one title. Because it's that thing of there's two world champs or there's a world champ and there's a universal champ, so mm-hmm. I think that's diluted it a little bit.
3: I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Vince Russo on this. Oh God! Please don't. Oh. Okay. <laughs> now go on. Oh, so it's, use that calm teacher authority. I thought you were gonna give me. Does <laughs> the window do you know? Um, Vince Russo, and, and believe me, this isn't me me polishing it. And this is me saying he would say when. During the, the, the Glenn's favourite era of pro wrestling, um, <laughs> in 1999, when, when, the, when the world title was changing every week, and it was going back and forth, back and forth, everything was changing, and his defence was, bro, I'm assuming, he said, bro, they're just props. They are just props. That's all they are, they're props. But if you treat a prop, the way you treat something, the way you present something that's where prestige, value, and points comes from. So the belt itself is a piece of metal and leather, and frankly, if we take a step back and look at it, from a non-wrestling fan's find, it's ridiculous that people are fighting over this novelty ornament. But um, you, you, if you want people to engage, it's a reason for people to be in conflict. It's a reason, it's a symbol. And I think it is starting to mean more at the moment, because it's being... Treated well, it's been given storylines that matter between people. Now, obviously, we, we can say that the Miz and, and Ziggler kind of petered out and kind of fizzed off. But the way the Miz carries himself at the moment, the fact that, that he talks about how important it is to him, the fact that wherever he goes, he is pulling that belt forward. Compared to a few years ago, you could where well, let's say when Cody Rhodes was Intercontinental Champion, feuding with Randy Orton and Randy was not interested in the Intercontinental mm. title, but kept beating him nonetheless. So I think in that regard, yes, we've come, come think, a fair think, way.
0: And I think that's a really good point, because like, to use UFC as an example of, of a legitimate sport, um, a few years ago, the light heavyweight division in the UFC was the division, like Liddell, Ortiz, Evans, all these guys like, um, were... That was the hottest division, and it was the hottest division because of the fighters in that division. Now, fast forward to now, everyone's talking about lightweight and featherweight because of McGregor, and no one cares about light heavyweight. Um, And it's that thing again of of McGregor is telling you that I am the best at what I do. I am the champion. I am the man. Everything I do is, is... you know better than everyone else, and that's what Miz does with the IC title. And I think that's why I get frustrated with this perception that the IC title instantly makes you prestigious or instantly gives you some gratification of being something you're not. The only reason we hold the title in high esteem is because Steamboat, Macho, and Perfect and others have had it, and it's the way they carry
3: themselves. I'd also say that it, it goes back. It's it's a hangover to a different era when the guys in the main event. Were the big characters, mm. but then you had the, the the guys who went out and worked the nuts off down the card, but and it's also I think the people who are really going to have to fight against this now with the cruiserweights mm. because you've gone from a situation where when the cruiserweights arrived in two thousand and six, you know, two thousand and five, two thousand and six in WCW, Hogan and Nash and those were the guys on top, and these were guys doing stuff that no one had ever seen before. Whereas now the cruiserweights. It's really hard to be athletic dynamic when you have AJ Styles as your SmackDown champion and Kevin Owens as your Raw champion, and they're doing amazing things, AJ in particular. But yeah, so it's it, I think there's an awful lot of that member. I don't even understand that meme, is it South Park? Yes. It's a South Park thing. Uh, yeah. Young people, yeah. Yeah. Said, okay. <laughs> I remember South Park anyway. Yes. Um, but it, it's, it's a throwback to when that was one thing, this was another, whereas now it's homogenized so much more. Yeah. So it's down to WWE to make each belt matter each by using it to its fullest. Because I agree with Vince Russo, a belt is a prop, but if you treat it like it's worthless, it'll be worthless. Mm. Whereas if you treat it like it means the world, especially to the person holding it, then then all of a sudden, every match that they have for that, every promo, everything, will mean the world.
2: Big shout out to the uh, person who, uh, was an egg on Twitter, who tweeted me, a block now, uh, but tweeted me, Saying uh, that there's no prestige of the Progress title because Mark Haskins had to give it up because of a severe neck injury. Yeah, thanks. Um, Yeah, wrestling really appreciates you. Go fuck yourself. Yeah.
3: No. No. Um. Yeah. There's nothing I can say that's worse than him continuing to be him. That's right. uh, to answer the question I feel the prestige goes the longer
5: Miz holds the title yeah yeah, I'd agree Give it in for
2: five years yeah. yes. and let him lose it to someone who has been brought up and has beat
5: everyone on the like has a, had a Goldberg run from NXT like
2: yeah. and... Ultimate Warrior and Honky Tonk except maybe not in 30 seconds yeah, yeah maybe 90 yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, next question about this match uh, from uh, Calum Leslie um, says uh, is the Miz WWE's MVP of 2016 no no, so it's not a legitimate sport. You can't have a most <laughs> valued player. Do you
0: know what I mean? Don't ruin it. <laughs> Do it's you know a legitimate question. Well, uh, well,
2: no. no it's t- uh, this is
0: this. Is, Has he uh, been their
2: star performer this year? That's an acceptable question. No, no, because there's been so many, and this is the point we we've, we've spoke
0: about. Um, the question we had previously uh, when I was on Tuesday Night Draw about is AJ Styles the most. Is he the best ever because he's held all these titles? Mm. It's like you can't you can't put one person above someone else because you could argue that Charlotte's been the MVP because she's brought the women's division up. You could argue that Sasha's been the MVP because she's also brought the women's division up. You could argue that the revival have completely changed the tag team game in NXT. Are they the MVPs?
3: Are you are it's, you basically saying that the only wrestler that can't really be considered the MVP is MVP? <laughs> absolute well no well <laughs> well yes well, because he's well. not
0: a WWE contract wrestler at the minute um, your, your head just went completely right, the yeah, reboot yeah. there <laughs> uh,
2: alright I'm going to ask you the same question right who is and you've got to choose one no. you can't just you can't just go on off on an angry rant like you just did who is your WWE contracted star performer of 2016
0: for me personally
2: yeah uh, Based on your own personal likes and dislikes, who is yours? And the same question to you guys as well.
3: Am I allowed to mention friends?
2: No. Oh, God no. damn it. Um, Jack's only been there for like a couple of weeks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but what a fortnight! <laughs> um, as I tweeted earlier on today, just two months ago, sat in my front room doing a Tuesday night duel, <laughs>
3: scared of holding my son. <laughs> he didn't. He, he thought I was going to give give Claudio to him. And yeah. We found his kryptonite. Yeah, I know. If if you want to beat him, of babies. Just, just have a lumberjack match with toddlers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I mean,
2: next year will be his year. Um, but this year, he's only he's only been, he's only done one, one RAW. So we can't really choose him. What a yeah. RAW
0: though. <laughs> um, uh, NXT, The Revival and WWE Charlotte. I'm going to go with it. Ooh, that's,
3: that's a good I chose two people, despite. So I, 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 I get you,
2: I, mate, it's fine. It's fine. Christopher,
3: um, who had, no, I think it's who's played their role mm-hmm. to perfection who knows their role and indeed shuts their mouth <laughs> <It> <laughs> can smell what the cock is
0: <laughs> cooking. stone <laughs> yeah. cold Steve Oss Shin
3: <laughs> Good night, everyone I mean yeah, was, I, I mean, could have even done Shinsuke, Shinsuke Nakamura, Nakamura. <laughs> <laughs> but no where's the fun
0: in that
3: I, 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 stop it I nearly hit a point and now I'm, I'm mentally going through Black's medical encyclopedia in my head. If only had a medical professional on hand, right? Um, I think it's in terms of living up to his potential. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I find myself at the Miz simply because, in terms of making the most of every opportunity he's given, and re- if we talk, if we talk about everyone like Stock. I think his stock has risen the most. Oh, well, he's reinvented year. himself this year, and and he, he's it, it, everything he's done. He, even and and I, I want to be smug and say I think if we go back to the archives, you know, there was me when he was saying, you know, he's quietly having really good matches with AJ Styles, Sami Zayn, all these people, and he's he's complete in a way that he hasn't been, and he's he's grown into it. And he, I I, I you know what I would probably have to go with him is in terms of. Pound for pound, the most valued player AJ Styles is nipping at his heels for me hmm. because he. Uh, aside from, I, I felt his first couple of matches with Jericho were a bit hiccupy, but since then, he he hasn't put a foot wrong.
5: I, I I've I've got a pun now in my head, but I'm gonna go. I'm leaving it for a minute. Um, Don't Kev- lose it mate. I'm not Don't losing it, it It's, it's words, there yeah. and it's a horrible one so I'm, I'm keeping I'm proud of it um, <laughs> Kevin Owens purely because he could have easily been left, lost in that shuffle of Roman Reigns Seth Rollins Jericho mm-hmm. even like the authority mm-hmm. Triple H things and he somehow has still kept himself as a brand kept himself entertaining kept himself even as a villain when he needs to be yeah. but still been that kind of exactly he hasn't changed who he's been since he was from the independents came in on like this like this, like he still lost to John Cena, but still kept himself a, a, as a threat to people. And I think Kevin Owens wins it purely because everyone expected him to lose that Universal title straight away, and yeah. everyone kind of expected him to like get ran over by Roman Reigns, ran over by Seth Rollins, mm-hmm. and he's he's made himself entertaining with Jericho,
2: who's doing this like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm gonna be gone soon, so let me get myself over. Hey, um, Kevin Owens would be my choice as well, mm-hmm. just because I think. Certainly someone like him getting over in WWE is tremendous. Him being absolutely at the top. And, and, it, and it's, his commitment, it's his commitment to not being cheered that I really enjoy. Because there's plenty of people who go, I don't care, they're cheering me, maybe I'll sell a few more t-shirts. Where he's like, no, no, my job is to go out there and be a prick. And his commitment to that is, is tremendous. Plus, let's be honest... It's not like he's not had hardly any good matches this year, has he? Exactly. No.
5: Which is why I would say like my favourite person who keeps losing is Sami Zayn, for exactly yeah. the same reason. Like He still goes out there and gets loved and cheered, and he's been doing that
3: all his career, pretty much. Mm. I've thought of a point about the intercontinental title. If we compare it to the US title, every time we see The Miz, it's like he's holding the intercontinental title in front of him. With Roman Reigns, it it feels like the US title is is not... Kind of this, it doesn't feel important to him, no. yeah. And didn't it might he, be because he's been to the top and he's been at his WrestleMania main event this year. But even though he's he's sort of defending it, it never feels like it's about the US title. No,
5: didn't he also? Um, I think it might have been on Raw, it may have just been paraphrased that he said he was hungry for a title and someone pretty much like almost forgetting that he already held one.
3: You, what's that on your shoulder?
5: Yeah, and he
2: was like, Oh, the other one, that that yeah. Universal <laughs> title that one over there yeah, I want
3: that one want That's that one. bigger
2: um, Dave Higgins has asked what's the eventual payoff to Miz versus Daniel Bryan because obviously that feud yeah, is happening and they're obviously one. not going to wrestle
3: I redneck triathlon <laughs> <laughs>
5: oh, Christ, <laughs> they have a skanker <laughs> 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 yeah. um, I have the suspicion and again I was talking to my friend we both had well I kind of suggested it and he kind of believed it that Daniel Bryan may have quietly been cleared because for Daniel Bryan to mention how many times that he can't wrestle and for them to keep going on about this to the point where The Miz is now doing Daniel Bryan's moves in match and stuff, there has got to be some way that Daniel Bryan has has been quietly cleared, said nothing, and they will have a mania payoff. But Daniel Bryan still loses to The Miz because he's had concussions. And I use that in quotations. You heard it here. It's a lovely theory. it, 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 It... it would be the perfect and way wouldn't to make be great.
0: Wouldn't that be fantastic? Just in this day and age where something just happens and we could
2: all feel joy and yeah. happiness together. And also maybe <laughs>
5: you are I worry
0: about you.
2: I mean um... Wouldn't <laughs> it be nice if we could all feel joy <laughs> and happiness?
0: Hey, hey, who's been your MVP? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Always you, mate. Always. Um I don't, I don't I don't think any I don't think any of us can come up with a better answer than that. Can no. we beautifully?
0: No, that's
5: I, but I agree. That's in and it comes full circle of Daniel Bryan debuted on NXT as being the Miz's thing. And if that's Daniel Bryan's only match, like he do, he's done it's after that, yeah. then that is like the full circle story complete. He lost to the Miz.
3: The Miz always has that over him, and now Daniel Bryan can at least be like. And and as well, if if the Miz comes out of that as anything other than the bona fide, full steam ahead, weapons grade main eventer. You know, then then whoever's booking it has no business writing anything longer than a pamphlet. Yeah,
5: mm-hmm. that, or he wrestles Shame At Man, and we all get slightly disappointed about the bit of taste in our mouth of Shame At Man trying to kill himself again.
3: Oh god. <laughs>
2: um, then we had uh, Barry Corbin against Callisto. Um, Callisto Vlakart. <laughs> Do you know why
0: that's um, weird? Because on my notes, one of my friends kept calling him Barry. Yeah, and <laughs> Big Baz.
2: Um. Well, first of all, we can't now. Un- lots of people have sent me this, but we can't unsee the fact that Scooby's Pit pointed out. Uh, that Baron Corbin looks exactly like Trigger from Only Falls and Horses. <laughs> oh! That's no. amazing. Oh, man. <laughs> Now, can't unsee oh. it. That's cracking. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Pip asked, uh, did uh, text me a question about this, uh, which is, um it's a chairs match. Um, surely, mm-hmm. Barry Corbin doing his own finisher on some chairs would hurt him more than it would he hurt Callisto. La,
3: la, 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 <laughs> la, la, this discussion la, la, la. Surely this. being hit once in the face with a chair will kill you.
2: Yeah, it's true.
3: But
5: Callisto didn't get up from the clothesline with a chair, so realistically he was just adding
2: an exclamation point to the match. And that clothesline with the chair was great.
5: Fantastic. And it's the closest yeah. thing you'll get to a chair shot to the head in yeah. the WWE.
2: And it was safe as anything, because you watch it back in slow yeah. motion, safe as everything. he Corbin holds the chair really, really firmly. Callisto has his knees up as well. And everything Corbin does looks dangerous, but if you watch all that match back in slow motion, him and Callisto are working so well together... For him, so Callisto looks like he's getting killed because he's tiny. And he bounces. Yeah. And he's just, I remember watching him when he was uh, still Samuel soul and a uh, Dragon Gate show and being blown away by how good he was and being desperate to book him for progress just at the point he got signed. And he, he's great at doing that stuff. I, don't, I went to a WWE house show in Newcastle where no one takes any bumps. You watch it and literally, no, the only people who took bumps that day, weirdly, was the big show who took yeah. loads in a match? Oh, he loves it. That's um, funny. and um, and also Callisto who was like bumping like it was WrestleMania. Killisto.
5: Oh, F- fine, I'm doing mine. <coughs> Steve Black Mandible. Hey,
2: that was my awfully can-twisted, because there was easier ones. Yeah, yeah. no, no, the, the let, let's be honest, the niche, the better. <laughs> yeah. What, like um,
3: thorax or rotten? oh that's good Oof, that's good that's, that's good Rob Van Diaphram <laughs> <laughs> can we just get on with the podcast <laughs> at some point I'm going to need to sleep and you 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 have really turned me full Rayman on this shit uh, i trying desperately to get the word metatarsal
2: in something and I'm yeah. struggling yeah, just the first body part that's stuck in me uh, in my head and uh, th- I,
0: this is my last nice night I loved it it's great I think it's great It was. I, um, it. Again, I, I really like
2: Baron Corbin. I I like Baron Corbin and the, the thing I didn't like about him in NXT was everyone went everyone went well he's massive and he used to be an American footballer let's go like and it was it, whereas now it feels that they've given him stuff to establish him as a as a proper dick like he comes out of this match and you go oh you you're a dick yeah. and that's exactly the reaction they wanted like it, before it's like oh we don't why are we meant a lot like you because you're big Okay, that's not a reason. Why we're we not meant to like you? Because you're a loner. That's that was, not a reason. Like, now it's like, oh, you're a dick. Oh, that's fine.
5: Yeah. Wasn't that the reason we were supposed to like him in the first place, though? He was big and he was a loner. And we're like, yeah, oh, let's yeah. cheer for him. <laughs> oh. No, because we were he, supposed he, to like him at the start because of Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, and he won matches really quickly, so they would count with the times yeah. of, with his yeah. matches mm-hmm. in
2: NXT. And and again, bless him. He probably wanted to do longer matches because yeah. it would have been better for his career then. Because then, then he got the people. It, this is really bugs me about the smart wrestling fans. initially smart wrestling fans were like, "Yeah, he's killing people in like 19 seconds, and we carried along." And then two months later, yeah, he can't wrestle.
3: Yeah, yeah. Make your mind up. What? Which one do you want? Which one are you happy with? Wrestling fans like surprises that they know about. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Genuinely, <laughs> it's like dating someone mental. It, it's genuinely true. It's like we would like the sort of surprises that we predicted on our blogs two weeks ago. Otherwise, we're not happy. Seriously, no. I, and you know, if, if wrestling fans were a girlfriend, they'd be the one that you'd go to the garage for in the middle of the night. They'd be angry because you bought them the wrong type of Kit Kat. Seriously, I should have left you years ago. Why, I'd really why I really do feel we've got a window into Chris's life. That, um, Grand Metatarsalico. Oh,
0: that's pretty decent.
2: Good work. Um, Tom Riley has asked, um, can Barry Corbin be a top level heel?
3: He does. <laughs> no. Yes. Yeah. Why sure. are you
2: saying no? No,
3: I don't think so. Um, caveat as he is now. Okay. I don't think so. I think he's going to be the guy that people beat <laughs> to get there. And right. I think he'll be the guy to keep champions busy. He's, he's the, the one man gang. Yeah, yeah, if you like. He's yeah. he's kind of got that. that well, my gang was you know. a great heel, but he yeah, just yeah, wasn't yeah. quite. Yeah, yeah, but he'll. He's still young and he's still new. He's. I think he's finding his voice, and you hear little bits of it, and mm. he'll get there. But as he is now, the lone wolf Baron Corbin, I don't. Can you. All right, just take a moment. Can you visualise him right now, as he is, becoming champion of one of the brats? No. No. Okay.
5: That's... On on a sidebar, they kept mentioning the fact that he wasn't interested in championships, which like, annoyed me because why is he a professional wrestler if he's not interested in yeah, becoming a champion? And they were saying like he's catering, interested... oh, oh, man. oh catering, catering yourself? Oh. Have you have to smoked <laughs> salmon? <laughs> Seriously, that's... Um, that's um, but they were they were interested. He was like interested in pe- hurting people and cashing checks. And it's like well, why is he not a bouncer then? Why, <laughs> why is he not dog the bouncer? Yeah, <laughs> like it was a very bizarre
0: like, and then. If you oh, fast what forward, a great gimmick that would be. <laughs> if he just came down in the
2: middle of a match, beat someone
0: up and arrested
2: them and, them, <laughs> them, and then, and then, as he was walking up to the back, gave him a cigarette and some stuff about God. Yeah, really. <laughs> little, little pep talk. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you need to leave the crack alone. <laughs> That's his entire promo. Every someone week. Someone out there who loves captain. you, brother. Someone hey, up there loves you. Give this gimmick to Enzo. Give this gimmick to Enzo oh, in when, the future when, when Enzo and Casper. Oh, when, when Big Ooh. Cas gets the main event push just Enzo arresting folk. Just, <laughs> just, yeah. just, just imagine Enzo doing the promos like you need to you need to um, leave the crack alone, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Give him a
0: cigarette and some stuff about Christ. It's <laughs> possibly one of the best things you've ever oh, said.
5: But also putting the cigarette in the mouth and going, how are you doing? <laughs> just, 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 oh, oh, just, oh, money, just... Money! Oh. And you can't
4: <laughs> preach! <the>
2: <laughs> that is my... I, ends of a big cast have led to quite a lot of good things in my head in this podcast. Uh, I, my personal highlight of the entire year is me pointing out that um, it's not... with. Big Caspian's seven foot tall. It's not that you can't teach being that tall. It's just literally you can't teach him. He's <laughs> pointed at him and going, you can't. He's seven foot tall. You can't teach that. <laughs> <laughs> really know, like, yeah.
0: You can't yeah. teach that.
2: You can't teach that. Yeah. We're I'm- trying to teach you basketball. Now going in.
3: After, you have to teach him to duck in cottages yeah, going through doorways. But one of my favourite moments of <laughs> things that happened at Raw in Glasgow was after the show, they basically had Enzo, Big Cass, Rollins and, and Owens and Jericho and Kevin Owens was on that going, you people, you need to apologise. You, Enzo, need to apologise for what you've said to me and you, Big Cass, you need to apologise for being seven foot tall and making me jealous. <laughs> um
2: and we had um, Alexa Bliss, new SmackDown Women's Champion, which, mm. like, if you'd have told me that a month ago, I would have gone, no. And now I'm like, yeah, I'll totally see it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, my wife watches both the, both ladies come out of this match. My wife goes, someone's watched Suicide Squad. <laughs> She's <laughs> a little bit late to it on this. I went, yeah, but it works. I mean, if you're going to look like Harley Quinn, you should act like Harley Quinn and be a complete and utter deranged nutcase. Because Harley Quinn is one of the best supervillains in comic books, um, uh, and and he's great. Um, so you should have someone go completely off the deep end, I think, rather than just have her hair. Um,
3: Problem there, though. Well, much like in the comic books, who's one of the most popular characters in comic books? It's Harley Quinn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas what I think, maybe they've got Maybe I'm investing. Maybe I'm crediting too much intelligence here, or maybe I'm I'm looking for reasons where there isn't any. But maybe Alexa Bliss has come dressed as all the girls who dress as Harley Quinn. That's her gimmick. Where you get the idea that she's she's sort of... Do you think she's read the comics? Probably not, you know? End gimmick, you know? So it might be that she looks like, that I'm just going to do this. I don't know what it means, don't care. Prize for the first person
2: who tweets me going, Harley Quinn wasn't actually in the comics to start with, she was in the animated TV series and then she eventually yes. went to the comics. We know, we get it. Okay, does that count for me as well? <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, I'm just going to tweet you. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so, was I this a surprise for anybody, Alexa Bliss uh, n- y- y- y-
0: You hit a nail on the head with it. If it was a, Few months ago, yeah, but but it was it felt like it was leading to she's
2: done great since she's been that. called up, Alexa. What's I I,
0: I think she's I think she's perfectly fine and good, and and I think i same with Becky. She's 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 decent.
5: I really liked Alexa Bliss as the like the almost the dominant one in that Blake and Murphy tag yeah. team where she would almost like the belt wasn't important for them. It was important for her to have yes. tag belts yes. and things like Sunny in, yeah. ni- in yeah
2: 1996.
5: Yeah, but yeah. it was like even where she would like she deliberately get in the way of the. Mm-hmm. Babyface tag team hitting her tag partners by putting
2: like it was very it was very clever and it was on for NXT as well Mm. it was quite because I think a lot of people when she was called up over Bailey, for example people were like no and then no no that's good yeah that's really good give Um, Bailey time so yeah I mean I I think that's I I think that's it's a good switch because people didn't necessarily see it coming I think the way it happened the problem with tables matches in sync... Tables matches work so much better in tag matches because yeah. then people are getting to see three tables being broken yeah. as opposed to one. So the way it happened did feel that it was kind of opportunism and that and that, the ending of the match felt really yeah. cool to me.
4: Yeah.
2: Um, there's a couple of things from this match. Um, I had never noticed until my wife pointed out how deep Becky's voice is.
3: Oh, yeah, it's quite, oh, yeah,
2: yeah. She's proper Irish, isn't yeah. she? Yeah, and, and like... But also, Tom Riley asked this and it's something I heard during the match. She says... Um, as suggested by a crowd member does Becky have no soul because someone joined the match did shout Becky
3: you haven't got a soul she does her hair <laughs> she isn't one of us <laughs> <laughs> he's
2: got a point <coughs> <coughs> is this how you genuinely feel god he's never looked more serious um, he's right. Right.
0: proper serious
5: I, I was only kind of annoyed by how blatant, and I guess maybe this is more me being a wrestler sort of thing was how p-
2: obvious and blatant Becky was trying to call things there Dude, was one really loud like, point um, which, when they were on the outside, and I and I I try not to listen to that stuff yeah. because I, I'm not a wrestler, never have been a wrestler, and it's only occasionally that I'll uh, John Cena matches normally. Oh, um, Jericho matches are great for that, but I literally heard her twice go ready. Re- and now to me, now and again, you're a wrestler, so I'm gonna ask you this question. Okay, I said this to my wife. I said, wouldn't it be easier if she need because for that spot she needed. Alexa to be looking at her. Yeah. Wouldn't it have been better to cover saying ready by going, hey Alexa, <laughs> having a look at her? Wouldn't that have been better than saying ready? And and again, you've got to communicate during a match, and if you never hear people communicating at indie shows, you certain, well, certainly certainly don't at Progress yeah. shows because the crowd's loud and there's no microphones on the ring. Yes. The problem that everybody has in WWE is there are microphones in the ring, and a lot of wrestlers these days. It used to always be everyone had long hair and they communicated under the hair, yeah. which most wrestlers don't now. So I, it's it's a necessary evil for them to put matches together. I get that, and I'm cool with it. But surely that you could do it in that way, couldn't you? You don't have to say "ready."
5: Uh, yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's to the point where I almost made a joke out of it that now I do my moves by shouting them out loud. <laughs> it's quite an audible, yeah, an audible yeah. thing. Where I used to, I do the headstand in the corner, made famous by Jack. Gala, um, <laughs> and um, as I go in the headstand, I literally say, Come at me, bro. That's yeah. my cue for I'm about to fall down. Please start running at me.
4: Yeah. And
5: but it was that point of, yeah, it she, she Becky Lynch in the corner had a hand over her mouth and went hit me with a kick. And it was just like, even if I didn't hear the first two bits, hit me with a kick. Surely, as a wrestler, you're going to walk over to that person and hit them at some point, like you don't need to ask them for And it was yeah. just that point that I was like even as an even as a non-wrestler that's going to get annoying because now I can see that Becky Lynch is helping yeah. Alexa Bliss yeah, do her stuff and it was that kind of uh, the match was really good there were sloppy bits but that was kind of I guess obviously that was Alexa Bliss not being confident in things mm. but it was just that bit where it takes you out of the moment and it stops you it stops me maybe just me enjoying a match
2: a little bit I, I'll be honest I never really it's Bochamania that taught me how to spot people communicating <laughs> yeah. in matches mm-hmm. so it's your fault Matthew um <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh as has said, Have we got any thoughts on Alexa's promo on Talking Smack where she starts out completely out of character oh. and then goes back into character? I'm glad she went back into character towards the end of it, but I mean, it was obvious when she was coming out of the ring after the match, she'd been crying because it, it, it she said her family were there for the first time seeing her. It's a big deal being given a title, like genuinely every every progress champion we've had has been at some point a little bit emotional about the fact that we've given them the title mm-hmm. and, and that means a lot to us as promoters that they care enough about it whether they do it in the ring in Will Ospreay's case genuinely burst into tears or whether they do it backstage where they go thank you for this opportunity it's meant a lot to them so in the case of something that's amplified by a million times because it's on WWE in front of that many people I get she's allowed to be emotional about it male or female you're allowed to be emotional about winning a title I think um, so you could tell she'd been upset about it, walking backstage. But then it, it felt it felt really again. It was because it was on straight after the, the, the mm-hmm. show. It sat there with my missus, and she went straight away. Went why she broke character? I don't and and and, and you know
5: I don't think she did. No, I no. think I think it was it was real because it was a real emotion. it's real sure. about parents stuff. But it was she was asked about how it was feeling when there was time, championship, and she went, "Okay, I can be real here, and I can say." But the best thing is they kind of. They asked her about Becky Lynch and it was almost like that. I think her aspects of taking the Harley Quinn character and doing that is that is the moment Becky Lynch's name was mentioned, nah. she snapped <coughs> and went, why, why would I care about Becky Lynch? And why, like, if she was good enough, she'd still be women. It was that kind of like, they asked her a genuine question. She gave a genuine answer mm-hmm. and she was allowed to be a little bit more like, yeah, I'm a women's champion, of course, and it's the greatest moment in the world.
2: So good things about programs like Talking Smack is you are you are getting a different and they're using it really well on SmackDown. Yeah. <clears throat> it's to get that different window into someone's personality. It worked for the Ms. Daniel Bryan thing where you're watching it going, Is this is this for real? Is this too far and I think that's interesting because it's developing characters more when they don't have that third hour on <laughs> SmackDown mm-hmm. to actually push all that stuff. They don't. So I, I think it's
5: I think I think that's that, that line It's that blurred line of reality and fate and that's why people may have bought that as oh, she wasn't in character. She was. Um, anyone who wins a title is going to be happy about it mm. like it was if they'd spoken to Kevin Owens when he'd won that match he would have probably done the same thing like yeah. but then would have still been like but I'm Kevin Owens things
3: because and, and this is this is um, ready for the clan William Regal is right. one of his things is you you need to be a professional fighter out there and if you're a professional fighter you're all about winning you're all about being at the top of your business and good guy or bad guy the, especially if you all you've talked about is how you fought, regardless of whether you've done it humbly or with a big fucking chip on your shoulder. When you get there, you're going to have an emotional response. Plus, it, it's it's like volume, varying your pitch or your volume. You, if you're all one volume, people tune out. But by giving variations, like intricacy, depth, plus the fact that people only really remember the end. You know, people end, remember the finish. And they'll remember the last words, and that's what they'll they'll show on the on the highlights. Why why should I care about Becky Lynch?
2: Yeah,
5: I I, th- I think it was a phenomenal promo though. I still think mm-hmm. I think it was it was so real and in the moment that they asked those questions that maybe she did forget I was supposed to be this like mm-hmm. this character. But I still I loved the promo, and I think it was one of those like genuine. And they still made it a way to where she could still be a dick to Becky Lynch at to end it. Sort of thing. And
3: believe, and then maybe there's this. is it it easier to hate someone when you've seen that they maybe have another side to them but they choose not to embrace it Mm. levels Mm. deep
5: hashtag deep Alexa blister
3: oh (laughs) are you
5: googling no
2: (laughs) (laughs) and also what would you be googling at that point (laughs) someone done this game before Uh Um, right to the main events Uh, half an hour which I didn't really it felt quicker than that to be honest Mm. only when I looked at the match times earlier on um, AJ Styles beat Dean Ambrose um, <clears throat> there's the tights issue that has given us the basis for the puns all the way through mm-hmm. um, <laughs> which gives us a particularly good question A I mean was a good match um, wasn't Minnesota rectum crew that's good it is good <laughs> <laughs> just feel a little yeah. bit disgusted yeah. yeah, yeah. um, so um, it was a good match there was the James Ellsworth turn which if you watch, if you watch the promo for the start of that match, and then you watch, um, so you watch the, the hype video for the start of the match, Ellsworth turning on Ambrose makes perfect sense because yep. Ambrose has been a dick to him. Yeah, 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 Ambrose has been an absolute arsehole to him. Yeah. Now the, th- the interesting thing for me about this match is that this means that the most important person in WWE on the SmackDown brand at the minute is James Ellsworth. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> like his positioning. Yeah. He's beat AJ Styles three times. Yeah. yeah, he's got a title match tonight. Yeah, um, we we're recording this before, so we, you know, um, it, that's mad. I mean, it's great. Yeah, it's yeah, great yeah. that I've I I watched that and go, do you know what? I'm really pleased for James Ellsworth because that could happen to anybody. Yeah, you know that could happen to anyone who work, who's worked in indie wrestling and just wanted to be you know be around wrestling their entire life. And then all of a sudden, boom, mm-hmm. something's hit and something cool has happened. And, you yeah, know, fair play to him. It's not going to last forever, but enjoy, yeah. enjoy it while it lasts.
5: Yes. And you can ride that coattail on the Indies for as long as he needs to.
2: Yeah. Um, Johanton asks, do we think they'll have Ellsworth win the title? No. No.
5: Not a chance in hell.
2: Not in a million years, Jake. It,
5: it can't happen. And you've only got a few
2: hours to wait to prove us wrong. But...
0: I if... really, really hope not. <laughs> like, do you know, you know, like I like, am in agreement with you guys, but there's that tiny no, little bit. No, they can't, of...
5: because the whole idea of were you going to say, say just... the whole idea of uh you watch the Smackdown before this pay-per-view James Ellsworth pre- basically tells you what's going to happen at the <laughs> end of this yeah, yeah. end of the pay-per-view during a promo mm. he goes he's like I, I like you Dean Ambrose like we're, we're good friends and we'd have a great match however I've beaten AJ Styles three times yeah. so I would rather wrestle AJ Styles yeah for the WE world. He literally tells everyone, yeah, yeah, yeah. he gives it away for free. Oh yeah, it was, it, it, I
0: mean, it's that thing, you yeah. know, like, just because you know the destination doesn't mean the journey isn't fun. Yeah. Like, it, and it was fun.
5: Uh, this is the other thing, I don't think James Ellsworth is going to be a heel. Like, because no. everything he did was for his own opportunity. Yeah.
2: So, and Ambrose is getting booed.
5: And Ambrose is, was, Ambrose getting booed because he's wrestling AJ Styles.
2: Ambrose is starting to get a beard though. You know what that normally means? Hton
0: um my favorite bit in this match was uh the camera shot of Dean Ambrose lying in the wreck of the table and how sad he genuinely looked oh yeah like he looked betrayed like, <laughs> like he just, and like what I really liked about it was this is me being me I was like I was like is he that hurt that you can't get up or is he that emotionally hurt that he can't <laughs> get up? Like that's a, it was I like for me, honestly, and again I might be getting something out of it that probably wasn't meant to be, but I I really I thought the way he sold it was fantastic. I I, I loved
5: it because he didn't even look at James Ellsworth and he was getting pushed. No. Like he was so concerned with that that and then looking where he was gonna fall yeah. that at no point did he notice who actually pushed yeah, him. Yeah. yeah like yeah. And,
2: and Amnesia just, angle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I also um Shout out for the springboard 450 oh. through some tables Whoa. done by a man who's nearly 40. Or oh, the
3: um the uh okay. was it the release suplex onto the chair, oh, which the re- yeah. cr- which, oh, the which, yeah. which created AJ Piles. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's the exact <laughs> the that's that was the origin yeah. of AJ Piles. Presumably he'd be coming down with hemorrhoid rage. Yep. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Kirsty Bosley, bozzer's as asters
2: is AJ's exposed bum proof that you should always wear jeans in matches with weapons Uh, uh, you did then ask El Ligero if this is the case to which he replied if you don't wear jeans in a no disqualification match you are not extreme enough obviously he replied through a translator because he only speaks Spanish um uh, (laughs) um yeah should he have worn jeans no a few people have said yes he should with knee pads on the outside (laughs) yes Mm -hmm. like a child like a child on roller skates for the first time Uh, (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I think you should be aware of the dangers yeah
5: I, the first hardcore match I had I wrestled in Hull against uh, against Nathan Cruz I didn't have jeans that fit so I wore dungarees but because I was India, I wore them with kick pads oh, <laughs> oh my <laughs> yes, so my dungarees are tucked into my kick pads <laughs> And we did a superplex onto Lego. So yeah, we were definitely extreme. But yeah.
0: No, I think like I think jeans should be only for like things like barbed wire, street street fights, street Street fights,
5: fights.
2: yeah, Yeah, street clothes.
5: Good old
3: fashioned bunkhouse match. Yeah. Can't go wrong. Where someone someone
2: wins a golden cowboy boot.
3: Oh no, not the bunkhouse stampede. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not speak about a battle royal. You have to throw someone over a cage. But Um,
2: Colin Russell Ames has asked us just this question. I don't know strictly what it means. James Ellsworth. Why um now, I don't know if he means why did James Ellsworth do what he did. I think we've covered that. I think he means more <laughs> why, why is, he is he in this position because huh. it, because he's really over mate yeah, like that's why WWE don't put someone in a main event who's not over he loves- They sometimes put someone in a, yeah. Event yeah. In a main event great car um, sometimes, <laughs> but most of the time, if you're there, you're there for a reason yeah.
5: James Ellsworth was the every guy. That's yeah. exactly what they did, which is why they had, had Colin Cassidy before that. Yeah. Why like Spike Dudley was around for yeah. so long before. Like they like the small every the guy that everyone can relate to. That's not in wrestling shape or not overweight. That can be in that,
0: and it was that right guy. he said it's the right guy in the right place yeah. at the right yeah. time, and it was just. <laughs> that, that's the thing. Is there's an opportunity they, they they took an opportunity that organically happened, and and that's what you want from an underdog story because it's that thing again, despite despite Dudley's the perfect guy, it's it's the Bam Bam Begalo throwing him into the crowd and everyone catching him. Like that's a wonderful moment and that wouldn't have happened if there wasn't a real connection. I think that's what's great about Ellsworth is that he he has been a real phenomena not phenomenal. Uh and it's great and it's wicked and people are talking about him. Um, again it's that thing of uh, I think they're gonna be sensible enough like we said that not going to put a title on him but it's super fun. And also, I feel like they're rectifying a lot of stuff for Zach Goward, so yeah. I'm happy
3: about that. Do you know what this is? We're back to a point I made earlier about surprises we know about. Because this is another complaint. This is the, why doesn't WWE listen to its audience? Audience goes ballistic for James Ellsworth and therefore he gets to be part of storylines because he's getting reaction. Yeah, Basically, just eat your fucking Kit Kat.
2: Um, what I... am. Um... What I also love as well is it's a reason for them to do as many chin puns as possible. It's like we were involved in the writing of an episode (laughs) of Smackdown. I
0: will hold my hand up and say that I did scour Reddit (laughs) with the question of why does James Elworth not have a chin, because I was genuinely concerned,
3: and apparently it's just genetic. He's the the uh,
2: son of Gail Platt. And now I have,
3: have, why does James Elworth not have a chin, almost to the tune of the Carpenters hit going through my head. Very hard to scan. It is. Why does James Ellsworth not have a chin? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: if WWE really listened to that audience, they'd listen to me. Pascal Chambon is going to run in tonight. <laughs> <laughs> i just
3: um, going to absolutely chin him. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's Tuesday night jaw, ladies
2: and gentlemen. Oh, right. um, uh, a couple of little points before we wrap things up. Um, one is, and this has been pointed out by a few people, did you notice how many reaction shots they showed yeah. of this? Oh In particular, God. how many reaction shots of children they showed of this pay-per-view?
5: Yeah. I, I purely enjoyed it for the times they showed reaction shots to people just not paying attention yeah. or not people not, not looking arsed at various points during the matches where people were just looking at the Titan trunk going, Oh, it's my phone. Oh, oh, it's gone. Oh, people just, all the reaction shots of people going through tables and it's just people with their phones out, that, that traditional now. We're not going to react. We're just going to have our phones out recording and yeah. go, I was going to look for it
3: and I'll put it on YouTube later. Yeah. It, it, it was it was odd because that. Everything. I kept it
2: noticing it and it was just
3: like, there's so many kids. Did you notice a little detail about this? That whenever they did it, it was during the replays. Yes. And it was always when it was double feature. So it was almost like they'd gone, let's see if we. It wouldn't surprise me if they're trying it out, mm. throwing shit at the world to see if it sticks. But then they, they've kind of amplified it, they've gone, this is a holy shit moment. Let's see if we can find people going holy shit at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Because
0: I noticed but, that they um, they're using the crane shot again instead of the the hard camera, mm-hmm. uh, which which I thought made the Orton RKO better because that yeah. shot was fantastic. So I think you're right. I think they are trying a lot of stuff out. Um, so it'll be interesting. And again, like a uh, really good point by Chris. Actually, to be fair, is is it's if it's a double feature. Eh,
3: yeah. You keep watching not, it you it's, know it's not mean, it's Channel like, 5 WCW yeah. where all of a sudden someone's doing something and they just stop footage of the same guy picking his nose in Atlanta that they've had for the last six months
2: um final question from Daniel Ellis um and this is a more general one nothing to do with this particular pay-per-view what legends <laughs> we are going to choose one each what legends
5: I saw this question I already know my answer
2: do we want to see in the Royal Rumble as a surprise um you, you've got your answer first, Sam. So as with every to... year,
5: the Godfather. Every year. Oh, yeah. Bring him out because his hoes are slightly more dressed every year. Because <laughs> they're <laughs> getting to get more and more are PG. You that
3: in six years they'll be a, all in burkas? Yes, down to they the will have
5: completely PC and he'll be the good father. <laughs> and he'll finally yeah. have gone all full circle. Godfather to come out, do his entrance, get eliminated in 30 seconds and walk back with the hoes. Because that's what a rumble uh, needs. I've
0: got mine. Go on, mm-hmm. Meng. Ege nice. a yeah. king Haku. Just because I'm bloody love
5: Meng I love my meme of three and a half Meng that was uh, <laughs> <laughs> just... <laughs> oh, Meng, 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 Meng <laughs> <laughs> you, <just>, yep. <laughs> <That's crazy. laughs>
3: you go back two years I'd have said DDP but that's he's, he's had his moment. He, yeah. he did the you know what I mean in that surprise <laughs> at the Royal Rumble he's had his moment, <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah, he, did, yeah, he, then, then he did the Andrew the Giant Battle Royal as well this year Yeah. yeah. so he was there to... with Tatanka the which oh well, so <laughs> look did... like Tatanka's the there oh he's gone oh, yeah. <laughs> bye bye Tata, Tatanka. Um, <laughs> <I should laughs> who would I? Oh God! You filled my head with terrible. Wouldn't it punch. be lovely
0: if we had? Oh no, it doesn't work. So. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> you uh... can't leave wouldn't one... it be lovely to have a female entrant? And then I realised no, it's the thing that they want to keep the. Uh...
5: And they do. They do it every so often because then they have Beth mm-hmm. Phoenix do it. Oh really? Okay. Good, yeah. Because oh, I was say... do it. and Karma, yeah. Yeah. Just, I just and China was in it. A bit
0: different,
5: yeah. but you're not. You're not being
3: different there, mate. It does ding. No, he can't. Well, it's not like who can. He said, who do you want? Oh, true. <laughs> and sorry, forget about your long-term welfare Hogan, and your ability then. to hold your grandkids. Sting. Um, Good. <laughs> nice.
2: Uh, oh, who do I want? Or could I just have the whole nation? like With rock, with
5: like sideburns as well. d your mate. Yeah, I didn't want to throw that one in. But uh, just the
2: whole nation to come in, beat everyone up, throw them out. Do the pose, D-Lo, Never get a neck injury because it just made of rubber. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so literally
2: got no spine. As um, as you get a head that try and wobble your head that much, you can't do it. Ow. You can send me a video at Jim moment, Hashtag Tuesday Would um, <laughs> oh, uh, you wobble please wobble your head? I as want well to see all
5: of those videos because I want to send him all of those videos <laughs> and doing. Doing. Many gifts,
2: yeah, many oh. gifts. So um, who do I want in there? <sighs> it's hard, really. Like. To pick someone that I I would... There's loads of people I really like who aren't wrestler anymore, but I know it wouldn't do them any good to be in
3: them. Uh, okay. Can I change my pick whilst you're thinking? Jake Roberts.
2: Ooh. That's a nice one. By that yeah. token, Scott Hall. <laughs> um, as Scott Hall or as Razor? As Razor Ramon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come out, like, uh, outsider's edge, someone out. Kalisto. Kalisto. <laughs> <laughs> he's, gonna who, he's, gone, he's going to be the one. He's going to roll backstage going, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Well, apparently, uh, I mean, I think we, without naming names, we you can can't. say, oh, you no, oh, damn can't it. I that. can't, I can't, no. oh, damn it.
0: It's definitely going to be Cleese, cool, so It's fine, don't worry. Oh, yeah. what? He's, small. He's small, it's fine.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> uh, so, um, uh, this is the end of this, this Tuesday night, your Roundtable. round table, let's plug some things. Um, I'll do Chris last. Um, Sam, plug <laughs> uh, some stuff. Just to
3: ease cutting me out at the end. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's not.
2: My Twitter handle, uh, also Sam Bailey. Just because yeah. yeah. Don't go to real Sam Bailey then. No oh, oh no, no. Tweet real Sam Bailey questions about indie wrestling. Uh, hashtag oh.
3: choose not jaw. Actual <laughs> Sam Bailey. She'll probably reply to them though. She's not got much on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> she does support the same football team as me, can and she we, is in a joke that I tell on can stage. We so.
3: book, can we book her to accompany you to the ring at some point? No. Sing you to the She's ring. Well, more expensive than you think
5: i, I I'm you made that I'm sound like you are being quiet i am yeah. quiet I um, mean you know if CJ Banks gets Honey G uh, <laughs> oh, I, if CJ Banks nice gets nice. Honey G I want yeah. Real yeah. Sam Bailey Keep supporting
0: that yeah. yeah that's a great cause oh um, God. <laughs> uh that
5: wrestling show that we filmed that might be on ITV1 at some point in the future
3: because we're not uh, allowed to say it has been announced it's, but it's not it's embargoed, embargoed. You I know when to, it is you're not allowed it's to say so it's you, coming soon. You're not allowed to say. No, no one's. We're not allowed one. to
2: say. This is a media outlet. Yeah, to no say. one's allowed to say what it is. Yeah. Um, but call it's... my um,
3: hotline 1900 nine hundred.
5: But the ITV World of Sport Wrestling is on at some point in the festive period. Coming soon. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's pretty much it. that's all
2: I'm doing. It's all right, though, isn't it? Mm. It's all right. Of, of all the things, it's, it's all, all right.
3: right. It was great, as, as I can say, as soon as there. In terms of should you watch it? Yes, you should. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. It
2: also means uh, if you want spoilers. Chris Brooker, uh, <laughs> 1900. You won't Chat. believe who's just <laughs> yes.
3: signed with Tuesday Night Jaw. <laughs>
2: um, Matthew, hello, Matthew. Do you want to talk us through uh, where your favorite you know, halloumi's from and stuff like uh, that? Uh, I don't like
3: halloumi, <laughs> actually. Um, of course, you don't. Of course you don't yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Big
5: shout out to Unicorn. <laughs> yeah, well,
3: uh, I just found him eating MDF earlier. <laughs> just- <laughs> Surely that's has Big gluten big out. That's out.
5: the problem with it. <laughs> he gets shit <laughs> off the internet. Not, yeah. not MDF. No, he can't do that. It's got gluten in
2: it. That joke doesn't work.
4: <laughs> I love going on the idea
2: of a guy on the Guinness fucking world record show. God, You want to eat light bulbs? Carmack got gluten in it.
0: My <laughs> I hope for that. it. In principle, <laughs> mate. I hope for it. But they've got glue I got gluten in it. I might start turning down gigs just to say, no, nah, mate, I've got a wheat intolerance. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm going to do something really un- unselfish and i'm going to promote someone else um because right. not much uh there's 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 a an, uh, an australian girl who does some wrestling art who's proper boss um and she's just on a, a t-shirt for, for the young box actually some uh, person tease uh, she's at redneck underscore kung fu and she's awesome and it's dead weird because she hasn't got that many followers so uh yeah go and follow her and go and look at her art because it's really good she's done um, a Shavata one that i Thank you has been on Twitter, ah, uh, and he's wicked. So
2: uh, yeah, go and check it out. How uh, well, unselfish of you! What a lovely man. What are you, where are you on Twitter, though?
0: Uh, I'm at M Richards.
2: Yeah, just um, tweeting pictures of bread for no real reason. <laughs> 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 oh, if at least, right? I don't know how many subscribers this podcast I'm got. Just, gonna... <laughs> just, I know yeah. if ten percent of you tweeting pictures of bread. For no real reason.
3: I've just thought of a hardcore spot. If Matthew you and I have ever matched, where I go to chopping, but I put my hand in the pitta bread first. Nice. Or we make him, make you two have the uh, <laughs> oh, one,
2: the Japanese DDT bread,
0: bread match. Or you can maybe like do the CM Punk Raven thing where you, you forces me to eat bread. Yeah.
3: yeah. Bag of thumbtacks? No. I've just stolen this from a kid who's about to feed the ducks. No, this this just croutons. <laughs> <laughs> the match of 10,000 croutons and now we wait <laughs> <laughs> I want next time next time Matthew is rigging out sin
2: so i just lob a bread roll at him
3: oh, <laughs> <you see that? laughs> no someone, someone will. will what we do is we get loads of tortilla wraps and cut them into strips
2: or <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we do it so that stuff that you can consume can you eat fruit wind ups I don't know because they're like actual streamers, but made out of jellied fruit. (laughs)
0: Amazing! Yeah, do that. If
2: if (laughs) if if Matthew is ring announcing a a show, now you're you're going to insomnia or anything like that, um, where Matthew presents, um, just take him food that he can eat that's all we ask yeah
0: man especially Just, insomnia because there's, there, there's a lot of wheaty places about like, insomnia a lot of
2: wheaty places yeah. that's like me describing the nearest town to where I live in North Wales as being a bit heroiny. <laughs> <laughs> something. <laughs> <a little laughs> <selfie>. however
3: <laughs> heroin gluten-free yeah. actually you never know what they've cut it with these days it <laughs> could be self-raising <laughs> <self-rating, laughs> <poison>. is it <laughs> flour <laughs> is there flour in this <laughs> no it's, it's 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 rat poison well that's fine then Get yeah, it down. bring it on um, Christopher um, uh, if you would like to throw things at Matthew oh, Richards, obviously you can't this weekend at Future Shock Wrestling, um, but in the interest of not plugging anyone else and plugging what well, I think is going to be one of the best wrestling shows, you'll see uh, this weekend, and there's a lot of great wrestling shows this weekend, uh, on Saturday the 10th of December, it is the culmination of a, it's been a fantastic and very tumultuous year for Future Shock Wrestling. been a lot of changes, a lot of exciting things, a lot of returns. It's our semi-finals and finals of our Future Shock Trophy Tournament uh, the winner of which will receive an opportunity at the Future Shock Champion, whomever that may be during 2017 and with Zach Gibson about to defend against Rampage Brown in January, who knows what could happen, it could go in any direction Um, our semi-finalists are our first semi-final is Sexy Kev or Sexual Kevin as Jack Gallagher (laughs) calls him versus James Drake James Drake almost needs no introduction at the moment, he's going to be one of the biggest stars in British wrestling next year Sexy Kev is not going to be far behind him. Don't don't take his his hilarity and his grinding for for granted. He he can go and he gets better every time we see him. And the other one is um, a guy who I think is horribly underrated in terms of heavyweights in the UK. Cyanide, who is in a monster 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 role at the moment, taking on Ashton Smith, who is also one of the best guys out there at the moment. Never heard of him. you do have a team. To <laughs> no. Get. Do you know what? You two could make a great character. If only we could figure out some sort of connection. connection. um but... and sunshine, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Can I make it clear I didn't say that? you thinking it. <laughs> we were there's all mother, thinking there's it. There's a had so many terrible <laughs> team suggestions in his career. How many times have you turned up to promotions and had them say, hey Sam, we've got an idea for you. What is it? Have you ever thought of teaming with Ashton Smith? I'm pretty sure Ashton got booked thinking they
5: were thinking he was Sam Bailey. I'm ninety nine percent sure that happened once. Or they booked me thinking I was Ashton Smith. And they just kind of went, Oh, kind of Well, you're here now. Yeah, you can wrestle LJ Heron.
3: He's another black guy. That's also Sam Bailey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's gonna be a huge show. Sorry. Um Sorry, we, we've, we've been completely really well. derailed uh, I apologise. <laughs> we we it's it's gonna be an incredible show. We've got the tag titles online adrenaline title, we've got the women's we've had a three month long build for a triple threat match to turn a contender for all women's title it's going to be incredible it's at the Longfield Suite it's our last show of the year it's part of a great Northern Wrestling Weekend with Progress in Sheffield oh um, yeah that yeah which you can't get tickets for Um so if for example you wanted to cheer yourself up by seeing top quality wrestling come to us instead or as well as and make a weekend of it because we're different we're very different to Progress yep. But at heart, we're kind of the same. We've got the same principles. We just want to make wrestling the best it can be and have the best time we can. So close, mate. Make wrestling great again.
2: <laughs> oh, the irony after the last <laughs> yeah. um, uh For me, progresswrestling.com, you, like Chris said, we got a show in Sheffield at the weekend. You can't buy tickets for it. It's sold out. You can't buy tickets for our show in Birmingham on January 15th. That's sold out. You T-shirt can't buy...
3: We've got loads. <laughs> Seriously. Please. Um, you can't... Um... My nephews need Christmas presents. <laughs> uh, I have to win them over. If they don't like wrestling, I'm the worst uncle in the world.
2: Uh, December 30th, we've got a mystery show in London. That's sold out. Uh, January the 29th, we have a show in London. That's sold
3: out. They're the only shows you can watch. January twenty second. We've got tickets for that. Please come and see us. Do go
2: and see Future Shock because they are great. Not just because Chris is on the show, but also because they are great. And you should support all independent wrestling. I am biased towards Progress. It's my company, but you know me. I will always tell people to go and watch other other independent companies because they are great. Fuck Progress. Come to Future (laughs) (laughs) Shock. They don't need your help. Okay, (laughs) this is like
3: trying to advertise McDonald's here. (laughs) Fuck
2: Progress. (laughs) That's Chris Brooker um, <coughs> At Chris <laughs> uh, That's at the Brooker man uh, um, uh, Me At Jim Smallman. Uh, we do want your body parts Slash Affliction <laughs> buds. So, And d and,
5: and D-Lo neck rolls I'm And D-Lo, D-Lo.
2: D-Lo neck rolls If you course, could do it
3: And um, Smith lyrics To <laughs> inspire Matthew Taylor Richards through insomnia This weekend the
2: Smiths. <laughs> I
0: love The well, Smiths. Of course, oh, just, they're the
3: first emo band. <laughs> I love The Smiths. They invented emo before they came along.
2: Who was doing that before Have you they came had along?
3: Someone actually storm out of this podcast. Who was
2: doing it before they came along? I can
3: take the wheat,
2: but I can't <laughs> get I'm getting the bread. Right, get the bread. If you can um, take the wheat. Get out. <laughs> um, Tuesday Night Jaw is part of the Distraction Pieces Network. Check out all the other podcasts, and um, we will see you next week when I've got quite a cool interview coming up. Um, Oh, God, he's attacking him with the bread. Quick. Oh, God. We're going now. Bye.
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices.